This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Friday, September 16th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, five people were injured Thursday morning in an accident during a training exercise at a prison in Montgomery County. The accident was at the SCI Phoenix Prison in Skipback Township. It occurred shortly before 10 a.m. The training session was being conducted by the FBI's Philadelphia Field Office, and those in attendance included representatives from several state, county, and local law enforcement agencies. According to authorities, three members of the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office Bomb Squad, a Pennsylvania State... Uh, Pennsylvania State Trooper and an FBI Philadelphia agent were injured when an explosive device went off. All have been transported to area hospitals for treatment. Some injuries they said were serious. Uh, They had to bring a medical helicopter in and fly somebody out. Uh, Staff from the Montgomery County Bomb Squad were installing an explosive device for a later class when it prematurely exploded, according to a statement from a prison spokesperson. One of the sheriff's deputies was taken to Penn Presbyterian, where fellow deputies were waiting outside Thursday night. Yeah, this is right in my backyard. This is right by my house, but it happened, uh, it was around 10 a.m., so we were here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'd, I'd, I would have seen the helicopter flying in and everything, but I didn't know they did these types of things right in and around that area. Ne- neither did I. I d- and they're, stuff like this is very rare because yeah. you have the best of the best, you know, setting this stuff up. And, and, and something uh, went wrong. Yeah, something went really? horribly wrong, yeah. yeah. Department of Corrections staff was not involved in the training. A charred car was seen in a field on the prison grounds. No further details on the accident have been released. The FBI and Pennsylvania State Police will jointly investigate the cause of the detonation. A local pharmacist pleaded guilty to unlawful contact with a minor after she was accused of using the personal information of an underage customer to allegedly prey on her for sexual gratification. According to the criminal complaint, uh, Angela D'Alessandro befriended the then 14-year-old victim and her mother at the giant pharmacy in Plymouth meeting. The family said at the time D'Alessandro offered to help the child's anxiety and depression. Then in early 2018, D'Alessandro allegedly sent a Hallmark card to the victim with her phone number. The two began texting and in the weeks ahead, she allegedly kissed and fondled the teen, showered her with gifts like a Pandora bracelet, and professed her desire to have sex with the teenage girl. Pharmacists have limited contact with patients, but D'Alessandro knew the victim's medications and fragile state. According to the criminal complaint, the victim expressed her unease about the inappropriate relationship before it could escalate to sex. D'Alessandro allegedly ordered the young teen to delete their text messages. The victim and her mother went to police, and in January of 2021, D'Alessandro was charged with unlawful contact with the minor, indecent assault, and other charges. In May, she pleaded guilty to one count of unlawful contact with the minor. The victim's family said they continued to see D'Alessandro working at the store well after the charges were filed. It's unclear when Giant found out about them or the company's policy with regards to criminal matters. The company said it couldn't comment on an active criminal matter. D'Alessandro is no longer employed at Giant. Her sentencing is scheduled for October 5th. Servers and kitchen workers employed at a Delaware County diner have some money coming to them. The government wants to right a wrong and just ordered Empire Diner to pay more than a million dollars in back wages. A federal court recently ordered the diner, its owner, and a manager to pay more than uh, $1.35 million in back wages and liquidated damages to 107 servers and kitchen workers from a period of January 2015 to January of 2018. The U.S. Department of Labor, Wage, and Hour Division found that Empire Diner was requiring servers 
service to turn over a portion of their tips. And they were paying the kitchen staff and servers straight time for overtime. According to the Department of Labor, Empire Diner was investigated once previously for overtime violations of the Fair Labor Standards Act. The owner of the diner has until October 18th to file an appeal. The Department of Labor wants anyone who thinks that they may have been affected by this case to call them at 215-597-4950. In sports this morning. The Phillies lost to the Marlins last night in Miami. Kyle Schwarber hit uh, hit his National League leading 38th home run, but the Phillies still lost 5-3. The road trip continues tonight in Atlanta against the Braves. With only 19 games remaining in the regular season, the Phillies are eight games behind the Braves in the National League East. Ranger Suarez will get the start, and the first pitch is scheduled for 7-20. In Thursday night football, the Chiefs' Jalen Watson intercepted Justin Herbert at the goal line and was never touched on a 99-yard go-ahead touchdown that led Kansas City to a 27-24 win over the L.A. Chargers. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes threw for 235 yards with touchdown passes to Jarek McKinnon and Justin Watson. And in tennis news, Roger Federer announced that he is retiring from the sport after next week's Labor Cup. In a social media post, Federer said, as many of you know, the past three years have presented me with challenges in the form of injuries and surgeries. I've worked hard to return to full competitive form, but I also know my body's capacities and limits, and its message to me lately has been clear. I am 41 years old. I have played more than 1,500 matches over 24 years. Tennis has treated me more generously than I ever would have dreamt, and now I must recognize when it is time to end my competitive career. Federer leaves tennis as a 20-time Grand Slam champion, the third most all-time behind only contemporaries Rafael Nadal and Novik Djokovic. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, uh, Kathy. Everybody buckle in because we got a full boat today and we are set to go with a lot of people joining us and a lot of things to give away as well. So starting... In the 7 o'clock hour, Craig Robinson is stopping by today. He is the best. Love him. I love Craig Robinson. Hilarious. He's going to be performing at Helium Comedy Club this weekend. And Friday and Saturday are sold out, by the way. But tickets for Sunday, two shows, 7 and 9.30, are still available. Get them, because by the time he leaves his studio, (laughs) they're going to be gone. So he's going to be stopping by early in the 7 o'clock hour. About an hour from now, he's stopping by. Then... Following up that, we'll have uh, Billy Eichner, who you probably know from Billy on the Street. Yes. And also actor Luke McFarlane. And they're in this film called Bros, which is in theaters on the 30th. It's about a gay couple, and uh, it's an old LGBTQ cast. It's a gay rom-com. It looks hilarious. Yeah, I watched it. Uh, so, Oh, you did? Yeah. Excellent. And uh, our buddy Judd Apatow is a producer on that. Exactly. It has so, a very Apatow feel to it. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get Billy and Luke in here in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, musician Don McCloskey is going to be here today. He is, well, he's got a new record out. It's called The Chaos and the Beauty, which is available now. And also is going to be performing as an opening act for the Always Sunny podcast shows coming up. It's this weekend, right? Yep. So Don is going to be here this morning. And on top of that, 
<laughs> Comedian Godfrey what is the hell? Too. Yeah. And Godfrey's going to be performing at uh, Punchline uh, tonight and tomorrow. So we are filled to the gills today. Uh, before we do that, I just want to make sure this is uh, one of my ball sack buttons uh, seem to freeze up. But... <laughs> ball sack. Okay, there we go. Oh, thank God. All right. Yeah. Got We're good to go now. Wanda, well, that working for the guests. The show can now <laughs> yeah. go forward, friends. We also are giving away our Word of the Week prize and any other uh, things we have lying around. We will have your opportunity uh, to win through the course of the morning. So, we're going to wrap up the week in fine fashion. We hope you're going to be a part of it. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Stupid question. Entertainment report. Those things are up next. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You're beautiful. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Who does that song? Oh, who's that What's guy? that guy's name? Oh, One hit wonder. James Blunt? James no, Blunt. Blunt. Yes. Blunt. That's it. You're beautiful. Yes. You're beautiful. Yep. All right. Well, we have... <laughs> Casey, yeah, well, by the way, Casey, tell Kathy she's beautiful. Yeah, you'll, yeah. You'll, you'll you're the come... only one, Casey, yeah. who hasn't said it yet. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I noticed. All right. Well, we're going to ask a. I'm glad stu- you guys noticed something. We're going to ask a stupid question, and we're going to give away a pair of tickets to Annie on stage at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. The question that I have for you this morning is: What is the best-selling cookie brand? <laughs> What is the best-selling cookie brand in the world? Is that on your phone? It's on my phone. This is Kathy holding her phone up to the microphone. <laughs> is that on your? Uh... This is my workout list. Mm. <laughs> oh, what is this when you're deadlifting? That's going to be her traffic music from now on. We'll, uh, we'll play that. I just want to point out that Casey has really nice new glasses on today. Oh my God! Thank you for noticing. <laughs> So he's mad at everyone because we didn't notice his new glasses. Is that? Yeah, it? I'm, I'm so mad. Yeah, but your so hat's mad. covering it. Take is your it? Hat off. Oh, no, yeah, I it's can't. true. And, and by the way, I have noticed you've been wearing the same hot dog hat all week long. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I've yeah. noticed that at least. And those, the, honestly, the, the the glasses are unimpressive. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Thank you. Anyway, we're looking, we're looking for an answer to the question, what is the best-selling cookie brand in the world? 215-263-WMMR. I'll go through some birthdays today, being uh, Friday, September 16th. Mickey Rourke turns 70 years old today. I'm sure he's doing the Chuck E. Cheese thing. Probably. Yeah. Uh, but what has he been in since The Wrestler? Uh, Iron Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Iron Man two came after the wrestler. Didn't <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought the wrestler was after Iron Man. No, the, the, so. the wrestler sort of sparked interest in him again. Yeah, he won, which he won the Oscar for. He's done a few things. He's done a lot of things. Believe it or not, okay. Steve. He's oh, just yeah. one of those guys that cranks them out, but yeah, nobody I'll, sees them. You know? Yeah, a lot of direct to uh, streaming yeah, exactly, release. Yeah. Uh, but the wrestlers just outstanding. It's he, just a, an awesome uh, film. Preston also in we've commented on this a number of times. Oh, uh, the um, oh, hang on him second. in Sin City. Yes, yeah, he, he's phenomenal, and he actually, if he looked that way right now, he'd look better than he as, than he looks in real life. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. as Death Row Marv. Death Row Marv. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Mickey Rourke is seventy today. Uh, Kenny Jones, former drummer of the Faces and the Who. 
uh, after Keith Moon died, he stepped in, took a completely different approach to adding drums to uh, the Who's music, but still great music nonetheless. You had the very kinetic uh, Keith Moon and Kenny Jones, a little more reserved, a little more straight ahead, uh, but uh, has played with some fantastic musicians throughout the years. He's 74 years old. Uh, Alexis Bledel. I love her. Uh, turns 41 today. Yeah. Another Sin City alum. Beautiful eyes. Yes. yes. Um, the Handmaid's Tale, she's had great success, and she may have won an Emmy for that. I'm not sure. Is she uh, still on the series? Um, well, okay, so we started watching it All right. yesterday. I've only, I'm only one episode in, and her character is mentioned. I have not seen her yet. I have to imagine that she will be in there. Uh, two people from A Handmaid's Tale celebrate a birthday today. Max uh, Minghella who was also in the social network and the internship and the mini project. He plays Nick, a, a central character uh, in The Handmaid's Tale, uh, and he is 37 years old today. So uh, great show, pretty intense stuff. But, um, yeah, she won Outstanding Guest Actress in a Drama Series. How about that? Uh, for uh, 2017 in Handmaid's Tale, she got an Emmy for that. Every other day I'm wearing my Gilmore Girls, girls uh, shirt. Yeah, I'm sure. Massive fan. Yep. So uh, she's 41 and Max is 37 today. Molly Shannon has her birthday as well. SNL alum, super talented. Yeah, uh, uh, sister uh, Math uh, Carrie. Wait, what was her character's name? Uh, oh, the Catherine uh, Gallagher. Right. Uh, yes, Mary Catherine, Mary Gallagher. Catherine Gallagher. Superstar. Yeah, superstar. Uh, but, they actually um, made a movie. Remember that they were they were on a streak where they were making every character into yes. a movie. To, I, to various degrees of success. I thought that movie was kind of it fun. Was kind of, yeah. Other ones were really, really bad. But I, I, I like Night at the Roxbury, too. Yeah, yeah, I did, too. I agree. It's a guilty pleasure. Uh, and I recently saw her in a commercial. She pops up in commercials from time to time. Uh, she is uh, 58 today. Uh, Jennifer Tilly, sister of Meg Tilly. Uh, movies like Bound and Liar Liar, and was she also in? She's in the Chucky movies. She's, she yes. plays the bride of Chucky. Was she in Legally Blonde? Was she the stepmother, mm. or was that somebody else who played her? Mm. Uh, I, I can't remember. I right, anyway, ah, hell, ah, hell. She is uh, sixty-four today. Uh, Richard Marks has his birthday. He's ah. been here in our studio before. A uh, successful singer and songwriter, and uh, he gets that Richard Marks is Richard Marks. Yeah. Makes fun of his own uh, music and that it's uh, perfect for dentist offices everywhere. Light, light. It's, yeah. it's, it's this song. This uh, is I really song, like him, but I hate this song. This song's tough to listen to, I think, Jesus too. It's Christ. just a bit. And he started too. as a bit of a rocker. Yeah, uh, should have known better. It yeah. was, uh, was a big hit for him as well as um, oh man, Stairway to Heaven. No, oh. welcome Ain't to nothing, big time. Uh, yeah, uh, what is it? Nothing. Don't mean nothing. Don't mean nothing. Yeah. Thank you, Steve Morrison. Yeah, uh, he is fifty nine today. Amy Poehler, another SNL alum. Uh, Parks and Rec, and now she hosts all yes. kinds of stuff. And a number, she's producing shows, she's yeah. starring in shows, she's watching shows. She uh, watches shows? Yeah. Oh. She's 51 today, and then the last birthday I saw is Nick Jonas. Oh. He's is my favorite of the Jonases. I was going to say, yeah, is that your favorite? And Kathy, you were big into that oh. Jonas reality oh, show. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Huge fan. I was. <laughs> but Nick is your favorite? Yeah. I really know nothing about the Jonas Brothers. I, the I don't. One. Do you know about the Freemasons? It's pretty much the same thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, now I'm okay. Uh, okay I get it. Uh, his his wife is the old. She's older, way older than him. Really hot. Uh, Priyanka Chopper. Priyanka Chopper. That's she's yes. way older. Really? Oh yeah. Uh, she's not. 
Well, she's older, yeah. Well, he's 30 today, so no. how old? Uh, Nick, I'm 71. Look up, look up the age of Priyanka Chopra. She might be just a hair under 71, but I'm not sure. <laughs> she um, she was a Bollywood star, and she's, uh, you know. She's 40. She's 40. Okay, okay. so 10, 10 years, years on him, yeah. So 10 one of the, years, man. One of the Jonas Brothers ended up in Righteous Gemstones as a Jonas Brother. <gasps> yes. Uh, was I don't know if that was Nick or not, though. It was, to, it was towards Tito. the very end. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't... Damn, I don't remember. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. Uh, but anyhow, he turns 30 years old today. All right, those are the birthdays. Let's see if we can get an answer to a stupid question this morning. Uh, what is the best-selling cookie brand in the world? 215-263-WMMR. Let's go to John, see if we can get an answer. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning, Crackers. What's up? Hey, oh, uh, <laughs> all right, John, uh, do me a favor and tell me what is the best-selling cookie brand in the world? Would it be Oreo? It is Oreo. Yeah! <laughs> Hang on a second, John. I did not know that Oreo was, in the entire world, the yeah. most popular cookie brand. We're going to set him up. John just got uh, tickets for Annie, one of the most beloved musicals of all time. And you can find it at the Kimmel Cultural Campbell, Camp... Campbell? It's all right. <laughs> Tan- Jesus Christ, what a week this has been, right? Tanya West, Preston. Tanya West? I, know, West? Dude, I was thinking about that yesterday. Campbell? <laughs> How many dumbass things have I said? Uh, <laughs> cultural. By the way, the Kimmel Cultural Campus yes. is difficult. To Sorry, say. I agree. Just, just say Campbell, and everybody know what you're talking say about. Say KKK. They, no, 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 no. It's, oh, it's oh my God. KCC. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This October, also don't miss Philadelphia Fall Arts <laughs> Fest this Saturday at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. It's such a great. Venue. Oh, it's amazing. This is hard to say. Uh, The free event is kicking off the season with performances, activities, Mm -hmm. and the best ticket deals of the season. And you can get info at (laughs) KimmelCulturalCampus.org. All right. I'm going to go through some of the entertainment stories I have for you. We're going to begin with uh, Anne Heche uh, refers to her sexuality as alien in her posthumous memoir, which is called Call Me Anne. Uh, The actress addressed her relationship with Ellen DeGeneres in an excerpt published in the Associated Press on Thursday in which she had written, I did not personally identify as a lesbian. I simply fell in love. It was, to be clear, as odd to me as anyone else. There were no words to describe how I felt. Uh, Gay didn't feel right, and neither did straight. Alien might be the best fit I sometimes thought. Uh, According to uh, her start publishing... Uh, Hayes turned in the manuscript shortly before she died last month. Yeah, she was <laughs> clearly, uh, besides uh, drinking a bit too much now and then, there was nothing that was indicating, at least to the people in her life, that she was on a fast track to something yeah. horrible happening. Yeah, really so bizarre. she had just turned yeah. this in the month yeah. before she died. And I was just, um, I was curious as to what, uh, if... Ellen DeGeneres would have anything to say about this. I haven't heard anything. She, you? There was a little bit, yes. A little bit. Okay. Uh, and I forget, I think they're, um, I don't think it ended horribly, but I, I think they grew apart. Yeah. Because you, do you remember how big that was? Oh, yeah. When, yeah. I mean, yep. you had two fairly prominent celebrities in a lesbian relationship. Yep. Uh, and at the time, that mm. was not the norm. Uh, she also wrote about having Harrison Ford as a mentor, and she shared stories about Alec Baldwin, Ivan Reitman, and Oliver Stone, among others, and it will be available on January 24th. Harrison Ford really stood up for her when they did that. They did a rom-com. Yeah. You know that? And yep. um, 
<clears throat> he sort of protected her. Yep. Uh, Timothy Chalamet has uh, worn the crown of Hollywood It Boy lately. I'm so happy to give that up. Following in the footsteps <laughs> of Hollywood hotshots before him, he revealed to British Vogue the career advice that Leonardo DiCaprio gave him. Bang him young. No, he didn't tell him that. He said no hard drugs and no superhero movies. Uh, DiCaprio and Chalamet shared the screen in Adam McKay's Don't Look Up. Uh, DiCaprio, who has not appeared in a TV series since Growing Pains in 1992, is famously picky about choosing his roles. His breakthrough in 1997's Titanic, of course, launched him to worldwide stardom. Uh, Chalamet's career trajectory has earned him a similar place as a well-respected actor who is adored by both critics and fawning fans alike. In 2023, he will star as a young Willy Wonka and Paul King's origin story, Wonka, as well as uh, Dennis Villeneuve's Dune Part 2, opposite Zendaya, Florence Pugh, and Austin Butler. He was excellent in Dune. I agree. Um, And he had also said in the same article, uh, he said, I had a delusional dream in my early teenage years to have, in my late teenage years, an acting career. And in my late teenage years, working on Homeland and starting to do theater in New York, I felt like I reduced my goal to something more realistic, which was to work in theater and hopefully make enough money doing either a TV show or something I could sustain myself sustain myself with. And then it felt like every dream came true ex- exponentially. And then life is moving at six million miles per hour. So Wait, he's on a tear. Did you say he worked on Homeland? That's what it says. Uh, who? Uh, he played Timothy Chalamet. No, I just, I mean, I watched that whole series. I'm just wondering who the hell he was in that. Like, mm. It'd be crazy if he was like, uh, who do you call it, son or something like he that. He was probably Jamie Lewis or something like dreamy that. guy number four. Finn Walden. I don't know enough that, that means anything case? to you. It doesn't ring a bell. He was in eight episodes, it says. Okay, I don't know what season that was. No, it's crazy. Okay. All right, congratulations are in order for Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. The couple is expecting another baby, marking their fourth child together. Yeah. Yeah, her baby bump stole the spotlight at the 10th annual Forbes Power Women's Summit. Held at the Lincoln Center in New York City, she looked ultra-glamorous in a long sleeve sheer mini-dress with a gold sequin oh. chevron pattern. Oh, my God, I would have known that. She accessorized with a white headband, a white neck scarf, white platform pumps, and gold and sparkling ivory bangle earrings. So she probably dresses her. She seems fairly down-to-earth, but I know a lot of celebrities will have stylists who dress them, right, Gabby? Oh, Your sure friend does that, right? Stylist, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lilian Reynolds, who married in 2012, currently share three daughters, seven-year-old James, five-year-old Inez, and two-year-old Betty. Uh, back in 2016, she talked about uh, parenting with Reynolds in an interview. She said, Ryan had a nice, normal upbringing, and we want our kids to have the same normal life that we had. And they we have a pizza oven, Preston. We don't ever want to rob them of what we had because we'd feel really selfish. So I, I, I hope they have another girl. I hope, they, they, I hope he's got a brood of gals. Yeah. He's already talked about that a few times, and it would just be like, really? You know? So we'll see. Kim Kardashian and Scott Disick are being sued for promoting a sham lottery on social media. A class action suit obtained by TMZ is seeking more than $20 million from each of the reality stars and the Australian company Curated. According to the lawsuit, the lottery was used to gather personal information to sell to advertisers, and the alleged winners were fraudulent. This pisses me off because when I see the name Scott Disick, I'm on board. I Uh, know it's been vetted. The suit claims the people who entered the contest are getting invaded by hundreds of advertisers, some of which are soliciting the plaintiffs with potentially offensive and unwanted content. Uh, Sources directly connected (laughs) to Curated tell TMZ that every winner is legitimate 
and has been awarded their prizes. So we'll see if that goes anywhere. Uh, speaking of uh, lawsuits, uh, in new court documents, the siblings that have filed a lawsuit against Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears uh, for a skit they did uh, that they were involved in as minors entitled through a pedophile's eyes are looking to discuss a settlement. Uh-huh. As, as previously reported, uh, the skit was done back in 2014, starred John and Jane Doe, who were 7 and 14 at the time. Uh, they alleged that they were groomed and sexually assaulted during the skit. According to Radar Online, John and Jane Doe say that they are interested in discussing a settlement, but after reaching out to the actors' legal teams, there hasn't been a response. They also claimed that although they're being ignored, Haddish and Spears haven't have, quote, instead chosen to reach out to my mother to get her to force my brother and me to settle. Uh, Jane added that she contacted Haddish's attorney to discuss the terms of mediation, which include the actress uh, paying for the sit-down that, quote, must take place in Las Vegas within the next two weeks. Uh, If mediation results in a finalized settlement, Jane requested that Haddish walk back her statement about the lawsuit being rooted in extortion and state uh, she never intended to harm my brother, mother, and me. She also wants a public apology from Haddish as well. Who can figure all this out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just anytime, I, and I've seen this many, many times uh, over the years watching television or movies, where a child is put into a situation where they have to like either be around something or say something, and I'm right. like, how kind of parent does that? You know, like well, that, supposed that to be allows them that to be in yeah. that acting role. Yes. Yeah, no, there, there are definitely there are times where intense material, and this is comedic. This is a little yeah, bit yeah, different sure. what they did, yeah. but intense material, and they need a child actor to be in in a situation that's like, you know, messed up. Right. Yeah. You remember years ago, Preston Brooke Shields in the movie Pretty Baby. Uh, she was underage, and, yeah. and that's about a brothel. Yeah. And there was a big uh, stink over that. Yeah. And now you know you'll <laughs> you'll routinely see it. Yeah. Uh, so on to some lighter stuff. Jason Momoa got some fresh ink. Uh, the Aquaman star revealed... He got his President Steve tattoo. He did, on his taint. Finally. No, no. He got a new tattoo on his head on Wednesday. Wow. Oh. Days after he shaved off his signature long hair, uh, Instagram pictures show the traditional Hawaiian artwork, which starts at the front of his hairline. It's on the left side of his head, I think. It's hard to tell because sometimes pictures on sure, yeah. video on Instagram is reversed. On the but other it, side is the Three's Company logo. Oh, but yeah. it's on the front of his hairline and it extends down his neck. That's pretty cool. And it matches the tattoo on his arm depicting his family crest. So, so when his hair grows in, it'll cover that. It'll, it should cover that. Yeah. And uh, if he's got a roll, uh, you know, a little makeup will cover that up. Yeah, uh, most if he likely. plays Prince Charles. Yes, which we're waiting for the announcement any day now. Uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's defamation case will get the made-for-television movie treatment in Hot Take, the Depp-Heard trial. Mickey Rourke has signed up to play Amber Heard. Oh, wow. <laughs> Listen, he's an Oscar winner. Right? He's incredible. He's a chameleon. The film starring Mark Hapka as Depp and Megan Davis as Heard is set to premiere, premiere Friday, September 30th on the free to be streaming service. Uh, the streamer's chief content officer said in a statement that the movie was fast-tracked into production to capture the timely take on a story that became part of the cultural zeitgeist. Those are the best movies because they use all every bit of shorthand they possibly can, and it's they're so rushed that they're hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's some divorce news. Uh, Scooter Braun. Yeah. He's a um, music he's a, executive, right? Yeah, he's the one that uh, was, uh, he and Taylor Swift yep, big, had the big uh, deal. Yep. Uh, he and uh, Yale Cohen 
have divvied up their assets among their divorce, amid their divorce. The Grammy-nominated record executive is ordered to pay $20 million to his Jesus ex-wife. Christ. According to the divorce settlement. Uh, the couple did have a prenuptial agreement in place. Uh, Braun, who represents artists like Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber, will keep the $65 million mansion that he bought last September amid the divorce, among several <laughs> other properties. He also gets more... Then, listen to all this, 100 pieces of art, including pieces by Andy Warhol, Keith Haring, uh, Jean-Michael Basquiat, uh, Jasper Johns, and others, in addition to a 2018 Porsche Cayenne GTS, a 2019 Tesla Model X, several golf carts, an electric scooter, Ooh! and a private jet. I would have fought for that. He drew the line at the yeah. scooter. Yeah, I'm keeping the goddamn scooter. My uh, cousin's husband was one of his lawyers uh, for a stretch, Scooter Braun, and um, it was a really well-paying job, uh, and that's why he kept doing it, but it was exhausting. Mm. This is actually, by the way, the same guy that uh, built the uh, uh, the business with the velour suits. Oh! <laughs> so, uh, so in a way, I have one of Scooter Braun's velour suits. Well, in a way, uh, Scooter <laughs> Braun helped pay for those, the, suit, the suits that we have and wear, um, because uh, Pete wouldn't have been able to do that if not for Scooter Braun's money. Uh, you think about being able to take a $20 million hit. Okay, yeah, that's Yeah, fine. I mean, yeah. Cohen will remain in their $30 million Brentwood family home and keep the 2021 Land Rover Defender and several pieces of art. So she's going to be in a $30 million home. He's staying in the $65 million home. Oh, Who gets man. the chariot? The $20,000 payment uh, to the F Cancer founder, or $20 million payment to the F Cancer founder and CEO is to cover the split of property value and is a spousal support buyout. The former couple has also agreed on joint custody of their three children, Jagger Joseph, Levi Magnus, and Hart Violet. And Scott Disick. Uh, Braun <laughs> will pay $60,000 a month in child support to cover the cost of raising the three children. So what's the biggest divorce settlement of all time? I'm thinking oh, you have Bezos, be. you yeah, have Bezos. Yeah, but also Bill Gates, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were big ones. Right. Without question. After the couple tied the knot in 2014, people who confirmed their separation last July, as a source said, they were taking some time apart to sort things out, adding that they, they love each other. We love each other. They just need some time apart. We just need time. And hopefully bounce back for to the grow. kids. To mm-hmm. Do not do smother each other. And uh, Braun filed for divorce uh, just days after that. Flower can't grow in the shade. Citing irreconcilable differences. Um, I think it's uh, it's hilarious when they re- release those rote statements, but I mean, you know, the second... <laughs> it can't help but happen when you introduce the lawyers. Yeah. They're going to tell you to shut up. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see what else I have here for you. Uh, while filming the much-anticipated Black Panther sequel, Letitia Wright shared that she felt Chadwick Boseman's presence was on the set. Uh, Wright played Boseman's little sister in the original film, which was released in 2018. Uh, she said, I'll always have the moments of self-doubt, and I'll be like, oh, man, I don't know if I can do this. I could just hear you can't do it. Uh, Chadwick uh, be like, sister, you're great. Uh, you got this. I'm proud of you. And that really just kept me moving forward, she said. Just two more months, November 11th. No uh, way. Isn't yeah. that crazy? And the trailer wow. was really cryptic. I mean, we didn't see who Black Panther is, and we don't quite know what happens in the movie, and... It's gonna be. There's gonna be a lot of surprises, but yeah, November 11th, 2022, kind of uh, forever. Winston Duke also commented on Bozeman's absence, saying, "You don't realize that this movie wasn't as playful in between takes as the first one. Uh, when Chadwick was around, we were we were rapping, we were laughing. It was just uh, it wasn't the same dynamic. Uh-huh. This, uh, that's the one thing that uh, we can tell you. It wasn't the same dynamic, mm-hmm. but it couldn't be because it's not." The same circumstances. Same director? Yes. Okay. Uh, the first one was on yesterday. I was watching some of it. It is a great, great movie. Great stuff in that. Yeah. 
Uh, let me see. Saturday Night Live has added four new featured players. Uh, they announced yesterday, and I know nothing about this crew. And that's... You know one of them. Oh, who is it? Mickey Rourke. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, Marcelo Hernandez, Molly Kearney. Making coffee. <laughs> <laughs> They're making coffee. Johnny Roo, 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 the Roo man. <laughs> Mickey, it's not working. <laughs> it's an old bit. I'm gonna be a copy guy. <laughs> uh, no, they will be Marcelo Hernandez, Molly Kearney, Michael Longfellow, and Devin Walker. They're one of the guys that I really thought was super talented, and they um, didn't use him, or maybe he just decided to leave. But I think his name is Aries Antari or something like that. Oh okay. uh, yeah, yeah. And they had Aristotle. Him in, whole, yes, yeah, 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 something yeah, yeah. very, very Greek sounding, but. Um, Super talented. He's and not coming back? No, he's not. Oh. He was, I thought he was really good. Mm. Uh, Deadline reports that a sublime biopic is in development at Sony Pictures with wow. the Hunger Games Helmer Francis Lawrence attached to direct. Yeah. Uh, the film will be executive produced by surviving band members uh, Bud Goff and Eric Wilson with Bradley Knoll's estate represented by his widow Troy Knoll and son Jacob Knoll. Which, it should be an interesting story. I mean, you know, you talk about a, a tragic story. This guy wrote all this great music, and yeah. they were poised to be huge, really big, with yeah. him leading the way, being the songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he has a drug overdose. and Which he was, chronicled. And, and it all, he chronicled that? Remember that he was taking video? Um, oh, that no, that was Shannon no, Hoon. That was yeah, Shannon Hoon right, from yeah, Blind yeah. Melon. Right, yeah. But uh, but the fact that this guy had, had just written all this, these, this, this volume of great music and had just begun to scratch the surface of his talent yep. and then snubbed out like that. So, How many stories are there like that? Yeah, it should be an interesting story. Andy Wood of uh, Mother Love Bone, that's another one. You know, Pearl Jam wouldn't exist if not for Andrew Wood, and he died of a heroin overdose in 1990, 91. Lane Staley, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The list goes on. Yep. Uh, a jersey worn by Michael Jordan during one of the most uh, famous seasons in his career sold for a record $10.1 million at a New York auction yesterday. The eight-figure sum was more than double initial estimates, setting a new auction record for a piece of game-worn sports memorabilia. Jeez. $10 million bucks. Can you imagine that? Huh. Wow. That beats the former record of the strap-on worn by Yogi Berra. Oh, I didn't know he was a strap-on guy. Wait, wait, he wore it? Yeah, I, at games. It was funny. It, oh. it made people laugh. Okay. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah. Here's my bat. Uh, Jordan wore the Chicago Bulls jersey in game one of the 98 NBA Finals, the culmination of the famous season known as, of course, The Last Dance. It's in damn good shape. On June 3rd, 1998, Jordan pulled on the jersey for a game against the Utah Jazz, scoring 33 points in 45 minutes in a Bulls loss. The Bulls went on to win the championship despite major inter- uh, internal divisions that had affected their season with Jordan gaining his sixth NBA winner's ring. Uh, it's one of only two of his jerseys worn in a finals game to ever appear at auction, said Sotheby's, which billed it as one of the most significant items from Michael Jordan's career. So what is the, you just had the Mickey Mantle baseball card that sold for how many millions was that? Um, I don't remember exactly, but yeah. yeah, that was huge. But is it is is it still Nick? I think we've always asked this. 
the most uh, expensive piece of sports memorabilia? I think it's a uh, 1984 Doc Gooden. Doc Gooden, uh, yes. Traded, you got concentrated. Yeah. 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 If you get one of those, uh, that like that's everybody. They're worth $50 I mean, million. Dollars. Yeah. I, well, boy, would I like to be that guy. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Mantles went for $12.6 million. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's insane. I think you, that was actually available, like when baseball cards were, uh, you know, really a hot market in the mid-90s, early 90s. I think you could buy that for like $5,000, which oh. was a lot of money back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. But now it went for twelve point six. I mean, a pretty damn good investment. How much do you think our bobbleheads are worth, Preston? <laughs> oh, they got to be seven, eight. Yeah. Yeah. Gee, well, by now. seven, eight dollars. Go to eBay. Seven, eight bucks. <laughs> That, right? I think it's seven or eight dollars. Uh, that stuff. If you if you get a hold of the right right piece of memorabilia, then you are your life is set. Do you know? So I watched the uh, that show on MeTV, a collector's corner, and they have these experts in you know the, the almost like pawn stars, and the 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 phrase they keep. You know, when they're asked how much is it worth, what is someone willing to pay for it? Yeah, that's yeah. what they, they always say. What is yeah. what does it mean to someone? How much will they pay for it? Right. I go ahead. Is there a website? There's a website called Worth Point uh, because Preston Steve bobbleheads are on there, uh, and it, I guess it gives you the the worth of it. So uh, okay. I'll, I'll try and find out right. exactly. I'm how sure much. the people that have them will pay you to take it away. <laughs> I haven't watched uh, Pawn Stars in, in a long time, but there was a, there was a stretch where I was watching that all the time, and it was it was interesting to see when people would bring in something certain that it was going to be right, you know, worth get a lot of money, and they're like, "Man, sorry," you know. And yeah. as you're watching, you're thinking, "Are they just being trying to be savvy businessmen here, and it's really worth much more?" And they're not, you know. Well, there was something like somebody brought in a really impressive uh, Stan Lee. Uh, display that, and they had it framed and everything, and it was it was uh, you know it was authenticated, right? And, right. And he had actually drawn a little uh, a little sketch that went along with it and everything, and they were telling there, look, there was a time before the the MCU exploded, where Stan Lee was kind of just tr- you know trying to make bucks here and there, and he was signing and everything. And drawing and doing all kinds of stuff, which brought the value way down, right? Because right. There's so much stuff out there. A lot of times, the rarity of it is what makes it so valuable. No, I remember. I, I think I, I like, saw really, that episode. Man, yeah. Wow, I would have thought that would have been so valuable, but not at all. In that episode, they said the most sought-after collectible is the Doc Gooden card. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so take it with a grain of salt. Uh, so the first trailer for the long-awaited Whitney Houston biopic or biopic, however you want to pronounce it. I want to dance with somebody uh, is finally here. The trailer arrived yesterday. It shows British actress Naomi Ackie channeling the late powerhouse singer. The trailer begins with how Whitney got her start when Arista Records' Clive Davis discovered her singing at a nightclub at the tender age of 19. Stanley Tucci yes. uh, plays, uh, 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 plays Clive Davis. Uh, Aki narrates the scenes as uh, Whitney's rising star status flashes across the screen. Uh, the trailer includes one of uh, the most defining moments of Whitney's career, uh, which is her singing the national anthem in the 1991 uh, Super Bowl. So this is this woman doing the singing? No. I mean, no. How, no. how do you even rise to that not challenge? E- not even close. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think outside of an Aretha Franklin, yeah. I, I think Whitney had the greatest voice ever. Just, just from power and tone and all of that. She was just... Unbelievable what she could do with her voice. I mean, the, no some, consideration some of the music, for Kathy. Ah, <laughs> some of the music was kind of bubblegummy, like this, yes, but yeah. fun and catchy yeah. and definitely a hit. But but at its root, her voice was just phenomenal. Just yeah, absolutely incredible. 
Oh, yeah. I forgot we had this isolated oh, yeah. Let's into my eyes. Takes me to the clouds above. Mm-hmm. Oh, I lose control. Can't seem to get enough. Uh-huh. When I wake from dreaming, tell me, is it really love? Is this How Will I Know? Yeah. What's the song? that level of control on your voice. Now, obviously, I, I was talking about Kathy singing, yeah. but I think she's in line. Yeah. You have a uh, four-octave range. <laughs> Plus, she's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. Oh, God, yeah. again, yeah, with you, this um, guy? Yeah, the blood rushes. Much. All the blood now, rushes to your genitals, and oh, you can't hear. Guys, even even so later on in her so much. in her life, when she had uh, really you know done like damage to her body, and you're talking about and, Kathy. Yeah, 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 I'm talking about no, like, you know, Kathy's body. When, when, when Kathy me. was dating Bobby Brown, um, <laughs> but when like uh, even like her very, her when her voice was like scratchy and yes. couldn't you know and wasn't as as clean as that voice right. was when she sounded like Nick Nolte, it still was. Great. It was still oh, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, absolutely right. And uh, and she was, you know, we're talking about beautiful. She was stunningly gorgeous as yeah. well. But uh, the sneak peek of this, I like Kathy, also shows <laughs> wrapping it back around. Love Steve. The dark undercurrents uh, that Whitney faced throughout her career, such as facing criticism that her music wasn't black enough. Uh, I want to dance with somebody. Is directed by Stella Maggie and written by Anthony McCartan, by the way, who wrote the um, who wrote Bohemian Rhapsody. So there's a good, uh, you know, somebody who's helming this as far as uh, writing. I think goes. so. Bohemian Rhapsody sits in that pocket, Preston, where yeah. you know there's a they take flights of fancy, of course. Uh, but as long as you get the gist and you go in knowing that what you're seeing is a generalization yep. of the life, I still love it. I think Bohemian Rhapsody is great. I love it. Uh, the movie arrives, by the way, in theaters on December 21st. So I, I hope they do a, a good justice. Job. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. She was amazing. All right, so, oh, man. Just, oh, come on now. Happened? All right, uh, movie's opening this week. I... <laughs> Gets me every time. All right, we're going to start with the first movie, Confess Fletch Opens. Comedy, <clears throat> mystery, thriller, and it stars John Hamm, Roy Wood Jr., and Annie Momolo. The very resourceful Fletch becomes the prime suspect in a murder case while searching for a stolen art collection. Uh, the only way to prove his innocence is find out which of the long list of suspects is the culprit from the eccentric art dealer and a missing playboy to a crazy neighborhood and Fletch's Italian girlfriend. Crime, in fact... Has never been this disorganized. Hour and 38 minutes long. Rated R. Theater release and streaming today. Listen to this. Rotten Tomato score, 81%. Okay. okay. Wait, streaming where? Uh, I do not know. I believe, I believe, um, Am- is it an Amazon film? 
Not sure. Yeah. But I, I go into this uh, hesitantly because I hold such a fond place for the original Fletch. It's just in my soul as one of my favorite comedy movies of all time. I think, though, and we talked about this, John Hamm does have a particular set of skills. He does. But, but um, obviously, Chevy Chase, legendary. Yep. But the character itself... Uh, and the, the trailer that I saw, I'm I'm excited for this. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping for good yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. It'd be great. Now, Preston, would you be okay if they use this theme in this movie? Yeah, yeah, me yeah. Too. I think I think you would need to. Maybe a, I kind of um, hope they do. Yeah, yeah me too. as I a mean, connection to the others. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, in um, Maverick, they did yeah. the whole. They time. use this. They, they use them. <laughs> no, but they use Danger <laughs> Zone. They use the Top Gun anthem. Imagine, guess what I feel? Yeah, the need for speed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amazon Prime, Casey. Okay, I was right. Uh, do you know in that in that Top Gun theme mm-hmm. uh, the, with, that we play from time to time? Yeah, the anthem. Yeah, you know who's playing guitar on that? Ding. Uh, wait, who? Uh, I, I want to I want to play it. Ding, 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 ding. See if ding, I ding. did it make you roar? No, <laughs> hit this. Yeah. Do I recognize? Is it Eric Johnson? No. Trying to see if I recognize the tone of the uh, of the guitar. You may or may not know this guitar. Is it Joe Satriani? It is not Joe Satriani. That cat really knows how to play. Yeah. Neil Schoen? Look out for him. No, it's not Neil Schoen. Uh, it is Steve Stevens. Oh! Billy uh, Idol. Billy Idol, yeah. Lead guitarist. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. And this I believe... This cat really knows wait. how to play guitar. Oh, it, but it was written by Herod Faltemeyer, who wrote... Axel, Axel F. F. The music from. Did we just become no, best friends? Axel yep. F. is uh, Beverly Hills Cop. And, oh, I'm Fletch. sorry. And Fletch. And, and, Fletch. Yeah. Fletch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it all comes full This is circle. amazing. It all comes back to Kathy's luminous beauty. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think I already saw our, our guest in the Acme Lounge. So no I want to right. move along okay, here real right, quick. All right. Fine. So next, opening up uh, this weekend is Blonde. It's a biography drama starring Ana de Armas, Adrian Brody, Bobby Car- uh, Carnavel. Uh, Carnival. It's written Carnival here. Carnivali? Uh Carnivali? Carnivali. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I love that guy. He's great. Uh, Blonde boldly reimagines the life of uh, one of Hollywood's most enduring icons, Marilyn Monroe, of course, from her volatile childhood as Norma Jean uh, through the rise of stardom and romantic entanglements. Blonde blurs the lines of fact and fiction to explore the widening split between her public and private selves. Uh, two hours, 46 minutes long. Wow, it's a long movie. NC-17 rating. Okay. That means you know what you're saying. Uh, theaters release and stream, theater release and streaming today, 67% score. Nice beaver. <laughs> I, I am intrigued by this. Originally, they were saying all these things that it seemed like, well, that doesn't seem accurate to the... Uh, to the history, but once you realize they're maybe doing a once upon a time in Hollywood type revision, yeah, uh, then I'm a little bit more interested. I remember seeing in another biopic of some sort that that famous scene of her standing over the grate and, right. the, and the winds blowing her dress up, right? That she had to put two pairs of underwear on because her her yes, that's the legend. So dark. <laughs> that was the legend. Yeah, yeah. We, we had a lengthy discussion about that one <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah, that's that yes. that has been confirmed yes. that uh, there was such a, uh, a dark patch. Yep. I believe you had used the term. She had such a <laughs> Pronounced bush <laughs> that she had to wear two pairs. Well, of he's, he he was pre med, so My he's using all the medical terms. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, also opening this weekend is the Woman King. Oh yeah, historical drama starring uh, Viola Davis, uh, Thuso Mdibu, uh, oh, yeah. Mbedu, and John Bodega. And the Woman King is a remarkable story of, and and I'm I'm gonna mispronounce these names. I apologize. I'm, I'm glad I I wrote them, but I'm glad you have to say them. 
uh, uh, story of uh, Agoji, uh, yeah. the all-female unit of warriors who uh, protected the African kingdom of uh, Daomi in the 1800s with skills and a fierceness unlike anything the world's ever seen. It's pretty wild. Well, this is basically, uh, from what I understand, Preston, the impetus or the inspiration for the Wakanda. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, it's two hours, 15 minutes long, rated PG-13, wide theater release today, getting a big score, Rotten Tomatoes at 93%, by oh, the nice. way. So, all right, let's get to the clips right now. Fate, the Winx Saga, is back for its second season and is bigger and more intense than ever before. In this clip, star Abigail Cohen reveals how working with CGI sometimes make her job makes her job a bit awkward. Here we go. You know, you'd be talking to a metal ball and <laughs> pretending it's a monster. So it's not as maybe glamorous as people may think. It's very sometimes you sit back and you're like, Wow, this is this is my job. I'm an adult and I'm talking to a metal ball. Uh Fate the Winks saga is available on Netflix today. I, I'm just distracted by I, I know, I don't want th- these clips anymore <laughs> like this ever again. Uh Miha follows Jack's hop. And Doris Munoz, a promising young singer and a manager who both share the ever-present guilt of being the first American board members of their undocumented families. And here, director uh, Isabel Castro talks about accurately portraying the experience of being a child of immigrants. Here we go. I, I also think that that experience is really a lot more complicated and nuanced than a lot of stories make it out to be. Like, I, I wanted to show that there were there are really complicated emotions that are at play as well. Dang! I'm going to say support this simply because the audio is clear. <laughs> yeah. uh, Miha is out on Disney Plus today. And there you go. That's the entertainment report. Yeah! Yeah! That's how you do it. We got through it. All right. In your face access, Hollywood. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to give away some beverages right now. Call number 17. I'm going to give you a case of Trogues Lucky Holler Hazy IPA, Mm. a hoppy hazy harvest ale delivering bright waves of pineapple, juicy citrus, and ripe passion fruit. Uh, Call number 17, I think I said, 215-263-WMMR. It's so good, you'll want to holler. And you can pick up a six-pack today at your local Acme market. So, we're going to break in our Acme Lounge right now. Did I see Craig Robinson in there? Uh, I think yes. so. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. We He's love, here. love, love Craig Robinson. <laughs> By the way, his Friday and Saturday shows are sold out at you Helium. Get tickets now. Sunday shows, 7 and 9.30. I'll bet they're gone by the end of the next segment with him. So you better get them now at heliumcomedy.com. And we have a host of other guests joining us as well. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Who serves up the best burger in Philly? Taste for yourself. Philly Burger Brawl is back. Round one, bite. So get off your buns and come sample the region's meat you can't beat. From traditional to gourmet to, whoa, what's on that? Come stuff your grill with unlimited burger bites. Sunday, October 23rd. Outdoors at Xfinity Live with cold beer and live music. Benefiting Philly Parks and Rec's at-risk teen initiative. And Philly School District's after-school programming. Ticket info's up at WMMR.com. Don't miss Philly Burger Brawl 2022 at Xfinity Live. I do love the taste of a good burger. Mm. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks to your taste buds. We're excited to have our next guest in the studio. He's here nice and early today. 
He's got shows that are selling out left and right at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. Sold out. But there are tickets available for Sunday. Get them now. 7 p.m. and 9.30. Please welcome the one and only Mr. Craig Robinson. Yeah. Hello and good morning. Good morning, sir. Good to see you again. Likewise. How long has it been? Uh, wow, that's We were just good... saying, the last time he was in the studio, we had Danny Boyle. Who was promoting Slumdog Millionaire, Preston? That was the before time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> before, <laughs> in the before time. <laughs> I don't think he was promoting Slumdog Millionaire, uh, but Craig was had seen it, and you said it was one of the greatest movies you had ever had, seen. Had ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was. He was promoting Slumdog. And Nick, because he was like, I, sh- I should take you with me to promote. Because <laughs> I, I, had, I had just... But I don't even know why. It, just, it rocked just your world. Movie, but yeah, I just happened to... Like, like, oh, this looks interesting. Like, I saw a little, little bitty, little bitty article about it, and then I, I went and saw, it and then blew me away. And then here I was here, and here <laughs> was Danny Boyle coming in, and I was able. To, and then I saw him at like a Golden Globes or something. Yeah, and we kind of like, you know, we're friendly. So, <laughs> oh, good. I good. looked so cool. <laughs> Sometimes just meeting someone like that lead to working with them on occasion. Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no. You know, I take that back. Sometimes uh, there have been uh, uh, times where you know you, you stick out uh, on somebody's brain and they call mm-hmm. you in for this, that, and other. But it's, uh, sometimes it's because they see you on stage or whatever, or, or the work you've done. But yeah, it, it, it has it has been beneficial at times. Nice. Well, you, you you're working on so many things, and, and obviously doing some uh, research and, and looking up stuff that you uh, are involved with. The show, killing it. Uh, came hey. to, uh, my, and I didn't even know it was on. I know this just, and we were talking about this issue. We've had people come through. Now there's such a glut of good stuff across so many platforms. Right, right. It's easy to fall through the cracks. So this is a comedy series, Casey, from the Brooklyn Nine-Nine guys, right? Are you all watching Killing It? Uh, y'all been watching it? No, I, I'm, I, I just, <laughs> just found you. out about it. Yeah, and doing That's about right. That's so what I, the st- numbers I <laughs> but I loved you on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I love that show Thank and you. these writers. So it's on Peacock, first season done. It's, it's, it's such a, I mean, still the wicked humor, but, uh, like, it, it takes a turn, especially from going from Brooklyn Nine-Nine to that. Oh, it's, it uh, seems crazy. Uh, Explain the... Dan, Dan Gore and Luke Del Tradici, they're the uh, uh, writers, uh, uh, head writers of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And so, you know, as I was doing Brooklyn... Uh, we, I had these meetings with them, and, and it was like, uh, let's let's do something because Brooklyn's winding down. Yeah, it's another. And then uh, they they came to me with these ideas, these three ideas, and one of them was uh, for the killing it. I in this show, killing it, I play uh, Craig Foster Stretch, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and I play a um, how did somebody put it? A uh, I'm a man who will do anything to achieve the American dream, including become a uh, uh, invasive species vigilante okay <laughs> so you you actually go and kill snakes uh, it's you, a you, python contest right uh, and for, it's a real thing in florida where they have yeah, these python contests yeah. and i think this year you could win an atv or something <laughs> but, but um but they but you but they you know they're overrun by snakes because i guess people you know want to be like scarface back in the day whatever and then they it's crazy uh, uh, uh then they end up you know letting them go in the wild and nothing eats them but they eat everything yep. so they're overrun and so, anyway, our uh, uh, Luke Del Tredici was, uh, you know, I guess he, he he was looking at it, and then uh, and then we, we they came up with this series, and here I am at the well, head of it. Now, where did you shoot? Did you shoot in Australia? Or? Uh, no, I'll tell you this though, I shot. We shot in New Orleans. Okay, uh, last year, and then um, but speaking of Australia, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. 
fight. Thank you. Okay. Speaking of Australia, when uh, I got killing it, they, they were like, are you afraid of snakes? And I was like, I used to be. But I had gone to Australia maybe in 2015, 16, somewhere around. Okay. With my band, The Nasty Delicious, we're playing September 22nd at the Brooklyn Bowl. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but, but at uh, the Brooklyn Bowl in Williamsburg. But um, we... We went and we, we were at this animal sanctuary. It was, it was incredible. We sang to a cockatoo. He was moving his head and dancing. If you ever see a cockatoo, sing to yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and then we got to the snakes, and and uh, they put the snake around my neck, and I was like, I, in that moment, I stopped being scared. Of I was like, this huh. this snake means me no harm. It's very docile. It feels so nice, and and you know. I've been misled by uh, the Bible and Indiana Jones. <laughs> See, it's funny. I'm not afraid it's of snakes true. either, but but I have snake nightmares, which is bizarre. Like they don't like. I'm not inherently afraid of them, but I for some reason like. And it's like, I think it's the perception of the texture and what you're going to feel, and and it's basically like in most cases, it feels like a sort of a cool wallet when no. you're. No, he's he's afraid of of of, of giant penises. That's what that's about. <laughs> that's 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 I don't know, afraid or intrigued. <laughs> One of intrigued those. by giant penises. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so so cool. So in the second season has been given the go ahead. Just given the go ahead. We start filming uh, late October. So, so killing thank it. you, those uh, you know who are supporting, checking it out, and for those who, who don't uh, or not yet, it's called Killing It. It's on Peacock TV. It's a streaming service. Yes. Hey, oh, yeah. I wanted to ask about your band, The Nasty Delicious. Yes. You, you mentioned that. Now, obviously, we've seen you uh, on stage perform. You're a great musician, keyboard player, sing, have some fun. Is the band, is it straight ahead? Is it comedy? Is it a little bit of both? It's, it's, it's my act plus incredible musicians. Yes, yeah, like seven, Be, eight people, incredible. right? Yes, yeah, you're guys. a really good musician. I mean, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I've seen you play multiple we'll times. we up there jam, but I, and I'm, I'm the least talented of the group. Mm. Uh-huh. And they are, I mean, they're all phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's between us, we probably know every song. You, you started as a music teacher, right? Yes. Yeah. Kindergarten yeah. through eighth grade music in Chicago. Hmm. Was it then and that you India. wrote "Take Your Panties Off"? <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that happened. I was a comedian. I was, I was working in Fort Worth, Texas, and uh, and there was this, this this waitress, and she like leaned over to get something, and her legs would not stop, and it just. <laughs> It, the words just came out. Take your panties off. And uh, it's been over 20 years. And there you go. You know, I, I hear you sing quite often on the uh, the commercial where you're performing Maniac in the in the uh, laundromat. Is it Kaniac? Kaniac. It's hilarious. Uh, if you've never seen the commercial, it, it ends with the old this old man sitting in a chair as you, uh, a la the water coming down, you're pouring laundry. Uh, From a flash dance. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, people always ask me, "Did you write that?" <laughs> Are you, no, they just <laughs> Michael Cimbello, They right? did it. No, no, no. It's about the, uh, oh, the this the commercial. Oh, the skit. Yeah. And they're like, "I'm like, no." He came to me. They were like, "This is what we got in mind. Well, you do it." So it's it's kind of amazing. And so uh, that you got Pizza Hut commercials going too. Oh yeah. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Shout out Pizza Hut. <laughs> Yo, yes. um, Pizza Hut oh, oh. is kind of the unsung hero of pizza. I, I, I'm these the stuffed crust Pizza Hut pizza is damn stuffed good. Bread? No, no, no stuffed so crust. Good. The so the, the cheesy stuffed crust pizza. I'm I'm telling you, if you have a Pizza Hut near you, or even if you don't, do it. Go do it. <laughs> hey, you know why? Mm-hmm. No one out pizzas the hut. <laughs> <laughs> I just made fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Can we get any pizzas? <laughs> Honestly, I'll hook you up. <laughs> I, it always cracks me up because a lot of times, you know, people like they'll demure from you know, oh, I don't do commercials. I'm like, why wouldn't you? If you if you if you can do something that's fun. Oh, that's that's way right. Way, way every everybody everybody does everything now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You remember we used to be... see actors like movie stars on TV. Yeah, all that's out the window. Like years ago, you would you would see like celebrities would go do commercials in Japan. That yeah, weren't yeah. near here. Get their couple million now. Like, um, speaking of commercials, you know I have a commercial that's like uh, uh, specific to this region. No, what is, what is it? Deets. Oh, 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 yeah, you're doing uh, these. Deets and Watson. Deets nuts. Deets and Watson. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's my brother in the commercial with me, Chris. Rock. Really, Deets and Watson. Deets and I haven't yeah. seen. Oh no, yeah, because it's been a while. I it's mean, been, I don't know how when the last time they were on, but uh, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, you suckered him into saying Deets nuts. <laughs> you get fifty grand for that too. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Who was somebody? Whoever's on the. Uh, the uh, the video is killing. That's my brother right there. Yeah, yeah. So then you and I have something in common. I was the uh, I was a deep spokesperson for the uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, I swear, yeah. I was the I'm you sure you ne- Yeah, you negotiated I, the same contract? I I would like to have fifty grand for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wanted to bring up we saw the, the, the footage you uh and it was it was kind of scary because obviously we uh, we adore you, but you, you were at a, at a club and there was I think like an active shooter situation. Yeah, I was at the comedy zone in North Carolina. Now. Tell us what happened. In Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, so, check this out. All right, so um, it was in between shows, okay? Was it the full band or was it just it you? It was and- just me. Yeah. It was me and a couple, uh, a few comics. And so it was in between shows. So the staff had just got you know, to clean it up. I think they seated one table, all right? So uh, this uh, a guy come, wanders in, and he has two tickets to see Damon Wayans. All okay. right. And they were in a Bible. Okay. He pulled two tickets out of a Bible. Oh, interesting. Right. And very, already troubling. <laughs> yeah. Already troubling. Yeah. So then uh, they're like, oh, well, the, you know, Damon canceled a couple months ago. But this is, you know, Craig Robinson. We, we could accommodate. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. And then I'm not exactly what happened, but I think he, he walked away. He comes back. He pulls out the gun. He's like, uh, and he, he waited. And he walked right past the green room. Now, mind you, I never... The only time I felt uh, uh, that there was, might be some something missed, some some trouble, when they came, they were like, "Everybody out!" Because the guy came, he waved his gun in front of the staff and was like, uh, "This is your one chance to get the f out." Well, right, right. Jesus. So, so, so then all I heard was, "Everybody out now!" You know, and then, and the, you know, at that point I knew he they meant everybody, not just like <laughs> some random people. I know, yeah, right? Yeah. So we got up, we ran out, and um, and there was this uh, concert going on next door. The uh, Big time rush, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Big time rush. yeah. So, so we went there and then, and uh, and and I didn't know who it was. I was like, uh, 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 so they took us there for safety. It was right next door, and um, and they were like, I was like, who's this performing? They said, Big time rush. I said, take me back to the active shooter. That might have been a good I, call. I, I, big time rush. Man. They were dope. But, uh, but, but kudos to the comedy zone, the security. They they got us out of there. And, uh, like I never, like once I saw the footage, I saw how how it could have gone left because he's walking around with his gun. He it, it turned out fine. Nobody got hurt, and he uh, and he was he. They, the police came and got him. They could have came and yeah. guns blazing, mm. like he had every you know right. It's a nightmare. But, Terrifying. But, but yeah. it was uh, it was all good, and you know they got us out of there, and uh. Yeah. Do you do, so? Not. You're you're a big guy, uh, you know. But you, you travel and you doing you're doing shows. Do you do you ever have to hire 
security at some places? Or I, I have security. Okay. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, his security is right you behind you know, right now. You won't know his security. We'll be at a restaurant. There'll be three tables away, and you just think I'm sitting there alone. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, do you? I wanted to tell you that uh, virtually every other week, I end up watching the outtake uh, from Eastbound and Down. Oh, my, my God. Plums, the plums. Oh, my Jesus God. Christ, that's, that's so effing funny. And and you are you're you're what makes it. You're 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 trying to be as stoic as possible. If you if people aren't aren't familiar, you can look it up bro. on YouTube. Danny McBride, yeah, top G, bro. The, man, the uh, yeah, trying to. Will Ferrell is sitting there trying to destroy it. He didn't care. He destroy. He's trying to destroy you. Yeah. And now, but now couple that with having a. Look Danny McBride in the eyes, yeah, and not laugh like, like face to face. Yeah. So that you're supposed to there, and and he's he's talking about, you know, the, the plums, and, he, and they're just cracking up. There's a line that Farrell has where he says, uh, I think he's trying to say, if I recall correctly, but he says, if I were click click, and, and now I don't I don't say recall anymore. I say we're click click. Uh, he, he describes uh, having and making love to his wife, and, 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 and he needs to learn. Yeah, you let the boy watch. <laughs> You can learn like, like I did from my father, my father, his father before him. Well, you've you've been on so many great, uh, you know, sets. Uh, obviously, yeah. the Office. You've been with with a, a lot of improvisational people. Um, you were on, um, and obviously, you're great comedically. What for you was the most fun on any set you ever had, where you just, you know, just tore it up and laughed all the time because you, you're surrounded by some major talent. The, um. The the probably this this movie called Peoples, David Allen Greer, well you know I I got three in mind Peoples this is the end and then uh, Dolomite 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 was crazy now David Allen Greer I want, I want what needs to happen David Allen Greer and Keegan Michael Key when I tell you these they are they are incredible yeah and they, and they just and like David Allen Greer is is one of the I mean he 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 was the best like but um. Between that and and the peoples was with David Allen Greer and Kerry Washington, and then uh you know this is the end. You got Seth and all these cast in it, and I was being very entertained. It was like well, one time it was like an hour and a half, just them lighting or something, and uh, Jonah, Jonah and uh, uh, Danny McBride, uh, jo- Jonah and Franco. No, yeah. they were it just entertaining me. Like yeah. they were just <laughs> yeah. I can't say what they were saying, but they were yeah. doing these accents. It was too funny, and then uh. And then what was the other one? I just said, oh, Dolomite. Forget yeah. about it. I couldn't, I couldn't have, you know, dreamt that experience working with Eddie Murphy. Was, I really you know. dug that movie. I'd seen a documentary. I and mean, we used to play Dolomite clips all the time. And uh, Rudy, what was it? Rudy Ray Moore. Rudy Ray Moore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Legend. And, and um, uh, you know, the, the lines like, you, know, um, you better, what was it? You better watch your uh, I'm going to put these hush puppies, puppies right, right up your, your ass. ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just hilarious. Was that? Was that a? Cool, I know that was a passion project for Eddie Murphy. Was it? Was that a, a wild? Ex- you said you enjoyed being on oh, set. It, it yeah. was. It was. It was phenomenal. It, yeah, and Eddie couldn't have been cooler. Um, I had worked with him before on um, uh, uh, Shrek Forever After. Yeah, I was. Uh, I played one of the. Ogres named Cookie. I was a cook. But, um, <laughs> you like doing the anime because he was just in, in the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the best, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just going there and, and, and wild out. You know, you just uh, wild out. Just like going crazy in the booth or whatever. But yeah, Dolomite was uh, was pretty crazy because what, what made that really for me was uh, Keegan, though. Like Keegan, uh, we, we would come up with these bits and it was it was 
just made the time. He's super. He, he's I, super yeah, talented. Yeah, I, I would love to get him in the studio. I just saw him. He, they they had him at a, a like a Penn State game. Did you see the footage oh, yeah. of him doing that? He looks that? like the head coach. He looks like uh, James Franklin, the yeah. head coach. Did you see the footage? I did of this? not. No. Oh my God! So they're interviewing <laughs> him like on the side of the field. <laughs> As if he's the coach. Yeah. And then I, I don't even remember what he says, but he's like, and he notices something like 100 yards away. He's like, I got to go. And then the way he runs away he is completely, yeah, completely ridiculous. I think he led the team on the field. And, and, and so there's 110,000 people oh, in Happy I'd Valley. I'd love to see that. Yeah, and he's running out. And then the entire Penn State football team yeah. is running behind him because he looks so much like that coach. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Yeah. Truly, truly, oh, that's Spike. Uh, uh, truly, truly not a nicer guy in Hollywood. And uh, he also... At the uh, the Rams, the football, uh, yeah. the yeah. Super Bowl, he kicked the field goal. I mean, you know, and it was like half time. In the game, the, the game-winning field goal? Game <laughs> you know, they let you do that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he is. He was in a series that I loved, and they renewed it, uh, called Schmigadoon. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it's this big music, parody of musicals, but... He he's he's multi uh, multi talented for sure. Who, who um so uh, who would you like to? You've worked with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You've worked with everybody, man. Yeah, who's who's on your? I have to work with that person list because you know the improvisational stuff and your comedic ability, your music ability. You know you have a number of different doors to go through. Who who's who's the person you just Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein is one of them. No, yeah. are you a big uh, fish called Wanda? Fan? Yes, I am yeah. a huge fish called Wanda fan. But yeah, yeah, he he was one of them. that's always. Uh, I've been on my list. Do you love the movie Soap Dish? Because we're huge fans. I, I didn't see it. Ah, oh, that's he, a fun one. Yeah, he, he plays a uh, he plays a uh, a soap opera actor who's uh, because of something goes awry on uh, his romance with Sally Field on this series, he gets his career is destroyed. And they when they go to him in the beginning of the movie, he's doing um, dinner theater in a retirement <laughs> community. He's doing death of a salesman. <laughs> And, and he's just, he's great. Stella. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to put that one down. I remember when I, I saw uh, Fish Called Wanda, and, uh, and this is like, you know, when I was st- studying, starting acting classes, and uh, and the, the people had recommended movies, and I watched, uh, one was Fish Called Wanda, the other one was uh, The Usual Suspect. Sure, and I watched great one. On the same night. Wow. The same night, okay. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like, I was, you know, definitely like, creeped out, and then also... Full of joy. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's wild when you realize that's the same guy in, in Kevin Klein and in, in Sophie's Choice. Yeah, you know, and and uh, that's, oh, yeah, that, yeah. there's a massive range on that. Yeah, yeah. Of all yeah. the things that you do, uh, you know, acting, stand up, uh, music, music uh, improv. What's what is your favorite? What is your your love? Heroin. Heroin. Yeah. Oh, it's a hell of a drug. It's just you know, it, it, it almost it almost becomes a habit. <laughs> it's like people don't realize you can be a functioning heroin. <laughs> um, uh, 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 it's gotta be gotta be uh, uh, on stage. Just that uh, the connection, you know, with the crowd. Immediate you know, feedback. Immediate feedback. Immediate. Let's just uh, just everybody on one accord. That's uh, that's the best for me. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 cool, you know, and and the. Uh, Will, to Preston's earlier question about music, and obviously you have the comedic aspect to the music, uh, have you ever considered, have you ever released... Uh, uh, we're working, we, we like have... A, a straight-up serious... I'll just send you my song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah we, we, have, uh, we have a song cut... Uh, uh, and then we have... Uh, we, we're working on some stuff, yeah. We, sure. I mean, we can play it now if you want. <laughs> we, we will. It, yeah. It's not out yet. Uh, 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 if I was ready, you know, for... To, 
because because then people, oh, where can I get it? No, it's not. <laughs> we can play just five seconds. If <laughs> By the way, if you're just tuning in, it's Craig Robinson, who's going to be at uh, Helium Comedy Club uh, this weekend. The Friday Saturday shows are sold out, but there's some for Sunday. But you know, uh, Casey mentions uh, you know uh, acting, comedy, music. I'm trying to think of who else has that. Uh, that triple threat. Not many. Yeah. Not I mean, many. Jamie Foxx does all three sure. of those. Uh, and then some. I could see like a a, a touring group of, of people yeah. who, have, who have the three <laughs> big like, entertainment like, like chops. Potential EGOT winners. Yeah. Like right? a, and doing the a big tour, tour or something yeah. like that. <laughs> now, I got nothing of the EGOT. So. <laughs> the you don't even have the, the potential EGOT. <laughs> yeah, potential EGOT. Like yeah. Like you said, I didn't just steal that from you. Hey, so <laughs> real quick, you're hosting the the Globetrotters are coming back to television in a couple of weeks, and you're hosting this. I got to tell you, when I was a kid growing up, when the Globetrotters were on, that was like a huge event for me, and it always seemed like everything stopped. Well, so we had to go to mass every weekend, right? And then at, at a certain point, they invented Saturday night mass, and it always seemed like my mom and dad chose to go to Saturday night mass whenever the Harlem Globetrotters were playing on Saturday night. And so, but it was a huge, huge thing. So, what's this thing that you guys are doing? They, they, they just, you know, it happened kind of quickly. They hit me up, and then two weeks later, it was, uh, I'm hosting this, uh, this Globetrotter show, which is very interesting and, and cool and obviously family friendly. friendly. And it's it's just fun. And so uh, we're gonna do some episodes, and you know they got a season on uh, uh, what's the what's the app? NBC, not Peacock. Well, Peacock, Peacock is the Peacock. NBC. That's on actually on NBC. On okay, okay. We've had so many big name uh, musicians, uh, actors, and and so on come through the studio. But I was so delighted the time that that Curly Neal came in, oh, was and I got to meet him <laughs> yeah. face to face, and I was so bummed out when he passed away. He yeah. meant so much to me in my childhood. Uh, he was the face of, of, oh, of that. He yeah. was just the him best. And, uh, what was that? Metal, 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 metal. I want to ask you uh, an office question, Craig. Um, one of the best openings ever is the No 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 Nobody uh, one with it. You know, it's a one cut, and and they they do that song. Um, and uh, everybody's sort of jamming along, but there was like, there was a lot of music interspersed with the office uh, throughout, and including you know you you would jam on on the keys, and uh, Creed Bratton would play, and and Ed Helms would be on the banjo. Um, did that did that require a lot of takes when you would do musical scenes? Uh, it didn't. It didn't. Uh, um, you know, it's like uh, we would you know rehearse or whatever, and then they get the, what they needed, and you know, I mean, some things took more than other, but it wasn't like you know. Okay, we take ninety-seven. You know. It's like a Kubrick film. Yeah. The part of it was uh, the fact that we are, you know, these guys working at a warehouse, you know, getting together. So it, it wasn't supposed to be like. You know, it's it's that great. show has, uh, um, and it, it's weird because I was uh, reading an interview with you from a while back when they had that big uh, office con- uh, fest in uh, Thundercon. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The ter- there was one. There was one that was on the screen. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, but there was one before it where they were like, okay. And it it was thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Uh, does it still blow you away that a show that had a really uh, you know had a building run on NBC is now such a juggernaut and being Cult-like. discovered by younger people now? A thousand percent. Yeah. It's uh, you know, and uh, during the uh, the lockdown and all that, like you you would. That's when I started noticing people would be like, uh, "Oh, I've seen it," you know, seven times through. Mm-hmm. You know, we just it, it's just some people's like it's always on. And it's uh, and then there's the people who like this is uh, my my 
family member was sick, and it's the only thing that made them laugh. Mm-hmm. It's, the only, uh-huh. it's the only time my family comes together, you know. So it's it means different things to different people, but it's it's being on the office is like uh, you have friends everywhere. Uh, it's so cool. Uh, yeah, we have Kate Flannery's a, a, a good friend of the Kate show. Kate Flannery. Yeah. One time, I was telling a story about her last night. We were here. We happened to be here at the same time. And this was like, I don't know, early on. And we and I went to her her uh, her family's uh, the bar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, and we and we and we walked around. We like we're trying to get, see if we could get twenty people to recognize us. <laughs> I tell you, we had to scratch for that last the last five. We, we like walk around. Hi. Hello. <laughs> that sort of overt thing, yeah. yeah for sure, for sure. Do we still have the uh, the sign on the board over there? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll show. I'll show yeah. it to Craig over here. It's, it's called the Flannery Switch. Hey. And uh, the reason being is because Kate curses so much when she comes on the <laughs> air with us that we have to no we have way. to keep yeah. dumping out on her. Yeah. But I've got it uh, on the board over here, uh, and and it will always remain <laughs> as such. The Flannery switch. Craig's taking a picture of it right now. Yeah, send that to him. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, listen, gang, get your tickets for Sunday because the Friday and Saturday shows are sold out at Helium Comedy Club, and you can go to HeliumComedy.com. But there are two Sunday shows, 7 and 9.30. Your keyboard going to be on stage oh, with you? Oh, you better believe that's my Amy. partner. Love it. <laughs> and, love yeah. it. and killing it on Peacock. Killing it on Peacock. Thank All right. You. And watch the Globetrotters coming up. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> Great to see you. Thanks for coming and by. Thank here, you Craig. so much. Thanks for always been showing so much love. Anytime. Craig Robinson, yeah. everybody. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. There's a lot happening, so I'm going to try to uh, keep things moving if I can. But uh, our friend uh, Don McCluskey and his band are setting up as we speak. They're going to be performing live a little bit later on this morning. They're going to be uh, being the opening act for the It's Always Sunny uh, podcast uh, shows coming up. Uh, we also, and I want to thank our friends at, uh, since we have so many guests by here today, our friends at Acme, uh, for catering the Acme Lounge. Yeah. God bless them. Uh, God so bless them. Breakfast for everybody as they come in. And we have, we're hardly going to have time to touch. We have so many guests, hard uh, to t- find time to touch on the fact that Casey <laughs> is leaving on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. For Casey's big adventure. Yeah. Getting get the car today, right? Uh, we're, yes. yeah, yeah, the car yeah. is uh, yeah. being delivered today. We're going to set the cameras. It. Yeah, we're going to set everything up. And... Just got a text from Matt Ritter, Casey, and uh, so it's the Subaru Ascent. It's on its way over here today. It's going to arrive 9, 30, 10 o'clock, and we can do some things to make sure we get great video next week. And, and I, I presented Casey with your Apple tag so we yes. can trail where you are across the country. And I have, uh, I have talked to Jackie Bam Bam on the phone for over <laughs> an hour this week. I have learned already, I have already learned so much about him. Uh, did you know that every time he goes stinkies, uh, he will go to, uh, he, his bathroom is right next to his laundry room. Okay. And he will literally, uh, he'll go to the bathroom and then he will go into the laundry room and stick his ass in the sink and shove a bar of soap in his butt. 
and clean his his hiney. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. Excuse okay. me. Okay. He told you this. He tells me everything. <laughs> I mean, he's going to be telling. You're going to be. You're going to learn everything. You're going to learn everything about. Everything. Him. No, you won't. You, you, I, I think what's going to happen is eventually you're going to push him out the car. Wow. Like that. Okay. So by the way, he needs to get do Just do get, what a bidet. I, get the Amazon bidet. Yeah. It's forty bucks. I installed it. Spick and span butthole. Mm-hmm. Um, toilet paper will do the trick. It's okay. You can you can wipe your butt and you don't have to stick it in the sink every single time. I think you're right. Um, yeah, especially so. the sink where you clean your dishes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, it's a laundry room. Oh, it's sink. a laundry room. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, we'll be learning more about Jackie. Wow, and that's Casey all very troubling. On the route, and uh, we have uh, all kinds of information at presidentsteve.com, and uh, they're going to be stopping in St. Louis, and Oklahoma City, and Albuquerque, and Palm Springs, and then eventually in Los Angeles. And if you're along that route. Let us know. Maybe they can meet up with you. I don't know, but we have information. Just go to presidency.com and click on Casey's Big Adventure and let us know. It's a, I mean, that's a lot of traveling yep. for just a couple days. It is. It yeah. Is. So that starts on Monday. All right. Uh, before we move forward with the Bizarre File, it's Friday. We got to do this, friends. And Brooke and Fiona Froggy, we can now move forward and do the bizarre fire. Bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Fire. Brought to you this morning by Live Casino Hotel Philadelphia. Present comedian Jay Moore coming Saturday, October 8th. Tickets are on sale at livecasinophilly.com. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem call. 1-800-GAMBLER. Going to start with this story. Nick actually sent me this. A pilot is being described as reckless and careless by aviation professionals after crashing their aircraft shortly after flying erratically around Horsetooth Reservoir in Colorado. Uh, The news uh, station there reported, uh, apparently report highlighted the sheriff's office request for images of the flight before the crash that several people started turning over their images and videos to investigators. One photographer, Stephanie Stamos, said that she witnessed the erratic flying while trying to photograph a client's senior photos at the picturesque reservoir. She said, I was up in a horse suit doing a photo shoot, and all of a sudden I see this plane. It was coming in so low. She quickly found herself unknowingly documenting some of the clearest images that the NTSB and the FAA need for their investigation. In her images, you can see the pilot seemingly target a bunch of boats that were in the water, like coming down and strafing them and buzzing them, not just strafing them. I mean, like flying right over top of really. And the plane swoops down right toward a boat, comes within feet of hitting it before banking to the right to buzz past another pontoon boat. Uh, pontoon boat. And Stamos said uh, he was so close to the boats that I thought he was going to hit them. And when you see the picture, it was even closer than I thought it was. His wheel was almost right on top of the boat. And you can see the person in the boat with their hands up in the air because uh, they thought it was going to hit him. Uh, so Stamos recalled... 
seeing the pilot bank back and forth before climbing up and over the foothills. She didn't know that the plane later crashed, seeing a CBS report. Did they ascertain, was was he drunk? What was going on? So she said she wasn't shocked to hear that he crashed. Both people on board the plane walked away with minor injuries. What? Aviation experts said the images will likely prove the pilot was breaking aviation guidelines and laws before the crash. Flying close to the water is not illegal in some situations so long as there are not any boats or humans near the water. However, the photos clearly show that the water was peppered with boats. And with the warm weather, there were uh, people on the beaches, uh, trails, and campsites as well. But the guy was just going crazy for some reason. I've been out on this uh, reservoir several times, and there are a lot of boats there. I mean, it really could have ended in disaster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A Florida Chick-fil-A employee is being hailed as a hero after deputies say he stopped a carjacking outside of the fast food restaurant. Yeah, this is pretty badass if you see the footage. Deputies said the young employee rushed outside of the restaurant to help a screaming woman holding a baby after a man grabbed her keys and tried to take her car. Save my waffle fries. Investigators <laughs> said that the woman was getting the baby out of her car when a man identified as William Branch walked up to her wielding a stick and demanded her keys. Branch then grabbed the car keys from the waistband of the woman's pants, opened her car door, and got inside. When the woman began screaming for help, deputy said the Chick-fil-A employee ran to intervene. Branch punched the employee in the face, but the employee was not seriously injured. And the employee told deputies that Branch had been involved in another incident shortly before the carjacking. A video of the uh, that the sheriff's office shared on Facebook shows the employee and Branch brawling in the parking lot. I wonder if this will end up in one of those delightful <laughs> TV commercials they do yeah. about their employees. Uh, the video shows the employee holding Branch down while others run over to help. And deputies said the Branch was charged with carjacking with a weapon and battery wow. as well. Yep. Uh, this is pretty messed up. The father of Cheer star, the show, Cheer, yes. yeah. uh-huh. uh, Cassidy Dunlap, was shot after he accidentally entered the wrong apartment in Little Rock, Arkansas. Ooh. Ronald Dunlap was shot multiple times early Saturdays, hospitalized in critical condition. The incident occurred around 3 a.m. Uh, when Dunlap entered the apartment of Joshua Womack. Womack told police he was sleeping and woke up to banging on his front door. He armed himself with a firearm. Uh, Womack, apparently, according to the police, uh, started... Uh, stated that when walking around the corner, he observed Ronald Dunlap in his kitchen. Womack advised that he fired approximately five to six rounds. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Dunlap was found lying, lying on the ground in the apartment with multiple gunshot wounds. Officers also saw the apartment's front door was split and damaged. Uh, but Dunlap's nephew told his office, told officers at the scene that Dunlap, Dunlap accidentally walked into the wrong apartment and was shot. So, obviously, they're investigating well, that. Who, was it, did he, does he live in that apartment building? Uh, I don't know. I assume so, but... He forgot he actually owns a house. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the, the details of it. That's all that I saw in the story, Kath. Uh, emergency crews rescued a naked man who they say drove his car off a cliff in Torrey Pines, California, early Wednesday morning. At around 1 a.m., fire rescue personnel were called to the response in response to a vehicle that reportedly went down a cliff. Officers spotted... A naked man as he got out of the car and ran away. What a night I've had. All while he claimed to not be connected with the vehicle crash. Now, officers <laughs> and fire crew could not find the man until around 3 a.m. He apparently jumped from that same cliff and landed about 40 feet below. Wow. Crews were able to lift the man from the ravine and transport him to the hospital for treatment of unknown injuries. Hey, buddy, how about some clothes? And police are unsure why the man drove the car off the cliff, but they suspect that drugs or alcohol may be involved in the incident. It's probably a good bet. All right, then we'll do one more story and wrap it up. Yes, sir. All right. A raccoon 
in North Dakota has prompted a rabies warning. According to the Bismarck Tribune, a woman brought a captive raccoon into a bar. And a bartender said that the woman was... Sounds like a bad joke. ...was carrying the raccoon and showing it off to customers. Cindy Smith said, she showed me, and I said... You got to get that out of here. <laughs> Andrew Rabbit Raccoon here. Uh, Smith said she didn't see the raccoon bite anyone. However, the North Dakota Health and Human Services Department even uh, said even in the coming in the contact with raccoon saliva poses a risk of rabies exposure. Health officials are asking people who had contact with the raccoon to seek medical care, and the state has detected rabies in six animals this year. That's why they never have a rabid raccoon night at a bar. Don't yeah. bring your rabid raccoons with you. All right, and there you go. That's what I have. In the bizarre file for now. Let's give away some more beer. I love this. We're doing that. We're spreading the wealth. And we have a chance for you to win a case of Trogue's Lucky Holler Hazy IPA. Caller number 11-215-263-WMMR will set you up at the Hoppy Hazy Harvest Ale that delivers bright waves of pineapple, juicy citrus, and ripe passion fruit. It's good you want to holler. You can pick up a six-pack today at your local Acme Market. When we come back, when we come back... Uh, we are scheduled to have uh, Billy Eichner and Luke McFarlane in our studio, so we will break and come back, so make sure you stay with us. We'll be right back. Let's win some money. 93.3 WMMR presents you Your shot to win $1,000 cash five times a day, starting Monday at 8 a.m., 10 and noon, then 3 and 5 p.m. Listen for the you Sounder and get the keyword. Text it to 45911 or enter it on our website or the new MMRF. See official rules and details at WMMR.com. We're putting a grand in your hand with MMR's You Who Loot. Sponsored by Horizon Services Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Book online at HorizonEasyBook.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I'm excited about uh, this entire morning. Uh, uh, Domikoski and crew were warming up, and it sounded fantastic. <laughs> so good. I can't wait for them to play a little bit later on. And I can't wait to have uh, these next guests here in our studio today. Yeah. Uh, they're promoting a film called uh, Bros. And I'll read this description specifically. Universal Pictures presents the first romantic comedy from a major studio about two gay men stumbling towards love. And we're happy to have him here this morning, the two leads, Billy Eichner and Luke McFarlane. Yeah. Hello. With us. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Thanks Good morning. for having us. Uh, happy to have you here, man. Welcome to Philadelphia. Do you have uh, much history in this town? You ever spent much time in Philly before? No, not at all. Oh. <laughs> well, I love it, though. I love Philly. Yeah. I'm a New Yorker, so, you okay. know, I grew up not too far from here. Nice. Yeah. It, it's I, uh, I uh, am, as well, a New Yorker and didn't get down here a lot when I was up in New York, and now it's my everything. So Great. Uh, it should seem fairly familiar to you, but... I uh, saw the movie and uh, really, really enjoyed it, and thought. Thanks. Um, and I mean this in the, in the in a complimentary sense. It is a gay rom com. Like it is, it is a real, an obvious thing. As I was watching, I'm thinking, I've never seen anything like right. this. <laughs> right. I've never seen anything like this. That just 
And in a way, I felt like I was finally getting a little peek behind a curtain. Exactly. And I I enjoyed the authenticity of it. Are you getting that kind of reaction? Yeah, from everyone. You know, we did make the movie with uh, Judd Apatow and Nick Stoller, who are two straight men. (laughs) Two of the straightest men in Hollywood. (laughs) By the way, Nick Preston did uh, um, uh, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Nick Stoller. Nick Stoller. Yeah, Yeah. Nick Stoller. He he directed Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Judd Apatow produced Bridesmaids and Knocked Up and 40-Year-Old Virgin and Superbad. So these guys really know how to make a great comedy that everyone can relate to. Right. Um, But they've never done one about a gay couple. Uh, And so they actually came to me with the idea, and we collaborated on it. Nick and I wrote it together. And, yeah, the two things we wanted it to be more than anything are hilarious because we don't get a lot of great comedies in movie theaters anymore. Great R-rated comedies. R-rated. Which I think is more of that. Yeah, exactly. And we wanted it to be honest. Yeah. And um, we've done so many advanced screenings of the movie all over the country, and sometimes it's more straight people, sometimes it's more LGBTQ folks, and everyone just laughs out loud. And I think for straight folks, what's exciting is exactly what you said. It has all the elements of a Judd Apatow movie that you love, but it's also unlike anything you've ever seen in a movie theater. And, and honestly, I grew up watching straight romantic comedies. You my, were, you my pre- favorite movie. I, I'm, you've I'm been in many well. of them. Yes, I've been yeah. in many of them as well. And I took a lot from them. I really yeah. understood the laughs and the jokes and the tears, and I think that straight people are going to have the exact same reaction to a gay romantic By the way, you're both, you're both revered in my book because, uh, Luke, you are uh, a veteran of the Hallmark uh, movies. Universe. Yeah, it's yeah. Just like the Marvel Universe. It is. Hallmark <laughs> Cinematic Universe. Very similar to the Marvel Universe. Exactly. Yes. 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 <laughs> you were their Thanos. Yes, yeah, exactly. uh, but I think uh, I'm a Captain America, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, that's yeah. more where I fit in. Yeah. But America's ass. That's it's right. Such I'm a- Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I'm Canadian. Well, and also from Brothers and Sisters, sisters and yeah. I don't remember... Do you guys remember why it became a thing? Like, with, with me, I loved the show. Watched, Thank you. I, I used to say that, like, I wanted to be part of that family. Oh. Um, and they started, like, making fun of me. And when they canceled it, I was so she upset. Was livid. And I guess that's where it stemmed from. So, like, yeah. we still talk about Brothers and Sisters oh, wow. today. Oh, wow. I love that. Yeah. I think we told our story. <laughs> <laughs> that family had a lot of family drama. We just ran out of things to do. You know, you know it's... But it didn't end. It just, right? It... Well, I think I think some of the some of the people that were involved in the show were like, I think I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I want to know about the um, uh, uh, getting this movie together. Was this uh, was this a hard sell, an easy sell uh, to get this movie made? Yeah, I never believed that a major studio like Universal, you know, the same studio that makes Jurassic World and Fast and the Furious, would would get behind an R-rated gay rom-com. Judd Apatow and Nick Stoller always believed that they would, uh, and to their credit, Universal did, and they completely supported it being as honest and authentic as possible. And you're getting a huge like. A 3,000 theater release, right? Yeah, Bros is going to get released in about 3,000 movie theaters all over North America and then roll out all over the world. Luke and I are going to do press in Australia and and all over Europe in October where it opens uh, later in October. And so, yeah, it's the first of its kind in many ways. Um, But, you know, mostly we just wanted to make a really funny movie. Which it is. and, And I think people have forgotten, you know, most of the... Movies that get released in theaters now are big action movies and horror movies, you know, and those are all great, but... 
what happened to going and laughing with hundreds of people in a movie theater, yeah. which yeah. I grew up doing all the time. That's what made me want to do yeah. movies. You know? Yeah, it's a collective, it's a communal thing. It is, yeah, and, yeah. It's, yeah. and you escape the world, and you mm. escape your anxiety, and you just, like, have a great time and laugh with your friends. So I'm excited for people to see Bros, because I think that's what it does. I was, uh, uh, the, the the first I saw of it, the, the trailer came on television, okay? So I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm seeing the setup, and I'm like, okay, it's a rom-com. I see this, and I'm like... Oh, this is about a gay couple. Yeah. And I was delighted. Uh, my youngest son is gay. Oh, wow. And so I love seeing that this was this was not packaged in any special way. It was no. just packaged like a regular movie trailer. And I'm like, yay. You know, I was ha- really happy to see that. Yeah, it's about time. And you know what's really cool? Like, it's really bringing people together in terms of straight, gay, whatever you are. We just had... Uh, the pr- the American premiere of the movie at the Castro Theater in San Francisco, mm-hmm. which is like the center of gay life <laughs> right. in America, right? <laughs> right. 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 And, and you know who showed up? Lars Ulrich <laughs> from Metallica, Metallica yeah. with his whole family. And I was like, oh my god! And you know, I I did some comedy bits with Lars a few years ago, and he's I was like, wow, how are you here? He was and he said, I love Judd Apatow movies. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And he loved it, and he posted about it on Instagram about how funny it was and how outrageous it was, and so. Fun Funny is funny at you know, the end you, of the day. Do you know what, what works also in that you get uh, you get a unique perspective on things, but the tropes that you want in a an effective, funny, romantic comedy are there. Yeah. Uh, all of those things. And yet it also is, um, it's sweet. It's legitimately, yeah. and Billy, your character has always been very sort of, um, you know, uh, uh, um, <laughs> abrasive or, yes. or cynical. Yeah. And this is a, a complete refutation of that. Yeah, yeah. It starts out a little bit like yes, Billy on the you, street right. that, that people know. But then it, you know, it definitely is much more than that. That is what love will do to us. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and that's what the movie's about, and really. By the way, would, would, <laughs> there are you talk about laugh out loud moments. There were both of the laugh out loud moments for me involved um, quasi orgy situations. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to give too much away, <laughs> but there there is an unwanted fourth. <laughs> it, Billy, the look on your face is so goddamn hilarious oh, thanks, when you're looking yeah. at back at this guy like, "What are you doing here?" Yeah, and it, it's just it's just hilarious. I so, haven't had many orgies, but <laughs> but for those who have, there's always one person you don't want who's there, <laughs> who's always the most enthusiastic and the most like raring to go, and no one you don't want to be rude to the person, but right. you also don't want to engage with the person. Yeah, and that's always very funny, and we have a scene like I that. Don't I don't even want to mention what, but but that's I, I defy you not to to laugh out loud. And there were a couple of revelations uh, seeing um, Harvey Firestein in the yeah. film. And then is that an actual young picture of Harvey Firestein? Yes, it is. He looks like Javier Bardem. I know. I'm He's like beautiful. What? Really? Yeah. When he was he, he had, there's a picture of him in the movie that we used that Harvey gave us from when he was in his 20s in New York. Um, and yeah, he was really, really, I, I said, really handsome. That's the first question I I have to ask. But again, I think people might. When these things work, as with uh, Apatow-esque films or Apatow films, uh, there there is that emotional thing in there. And you do get that in this. And so, um, you know, f- for you, Luke, you've yeah. done a, a fair amount of this kind of acting. But for Billy, w- d- did that present a series of um, difficulties? Or because it was your baby, did it seem easier to do that? Um, it's both scary and exciting because, you know, the whole point of doing the movie was to show people a, a different side of yourself. Right. You know, you always want to evolve and, you know, keep 
I, I want to do new things. You know, I love Billy on the Street and all that stuff. But, you know, it's also like I don't want to do it forever. I went to Northwestern years ago. I was a theater major. I did tons of acting before people got to know me in this very specific way on Parks and Rec and Billy on the Street and all that stuff, which I love. But I think you're always looking for opportunities to show more of yourself. Yeah. We don't get many multidimensional gay characters. We do get a lot of gay characters now on TV and streaming and stuff, but they're often kind of sitcom-y and well, one-dimensional two-dimensional but you know we're complicated people like everyone else and so i wanted to represent that in rom-com canon it's usually the friend yeah. who's advising the right. uh the the jennifer woman. lopez exactly. right right yeah. right, right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah uh but uh so I, an interesting thing i had to mention for you kathy is that correct me if i'm wrong billy but your rom-com fantasy Man is Richard Gere, correct? Well, <laughs> someone asked me like who I thought like the hottest person was in a movie, and I thought about it, and I said, "Oh, it's Richard Gere and Pretty Woman, or anything." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he I was, tried to get him for bros. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? yeah. Wow. yeah. yeah. he was here in the studio, and I took wow. a picture with him. Look, and it looks like we're dating. So, wow, like, oh, yeah. we're dating yeah. for, like, on the chest. Oh, Ten seconds. Uh-huh. Yeah, he still looks good. Richard that looks like Gere. a cardboard cutout. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's not. It was Luke, the real thing. Luke saw through it. <laughs> Billy, I'm watching a show uh, called uh, The Bear. It's on FX. It's a really yeah. great show. And and then one of the chefs on that show, and then a guy that works, uh, they are gay. And you find out in episodes four or five. But it's it becomes... It's not even really a plot Thanks line. Thanks for ruining it. Yeah, I actually hadn't gotten that far in it. Now I'm wondering who it is. <laughs> All right, well, um, I won't say that part. But it's called The Bear. Right? Yeah, well, exactly. and that has nothing yeah. to do with it. But well, it's, it's yes. interesting um, to me that they don't even make mention of it. It's not It's not a plot line. It's just who these characters are. Yeah. And I think we're working towards the point, I hope we are, where uh, a gay rom-com is just a rom-com. That you don't have to define it as a gay rom-com anymore. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Um, and and sorry about spoiling the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's it's weird, you know? Like, it's weird that it took so long. Bros <laughs> is the first gay rom-com from a major studio. The whole cast is openly LGBTQ, even playing the straight roles. That's which, which never happens. Yeah. And I think makes the movie exciting and fresh new and hopefully people will go support it it opens in theaters all over not just big cities big cities small towns suburbs all the multiplexes playing spider-man and batman are <laughs> playing bros which mm-hmm. is pretty cool and if people support it and get out there and see it they're gonna have a great time and hopefully we'll get more movies like that now steve has seen the film i have not yet i've caught you know obviously the trailer to it but you definitely get that you, you've got that apatow uh you, you can feel it it's uh, an yeah. art from, comedy from, from yeah, the dialogue it, and, and yeah. that, that it's i can't stand punches pulled in a comedy yeah and this does not yeah well and, and what i'm curious about is is in delivering all that that dialogue uh and he's known for it and, and i'm not sure you know what all he had uh input wise he's a producer correct yeah, yeah. Uh, but um riffing and and just uh playing off of each other and ad-libbing uh happened like crazy on this Apatow flicks did you guys have that in bros oh yeah we improvised a lot we have so many funny comic yeah. actors you know and a lot of fresh faces that you haven't seen you know what Judd and Nick are known for is to introduce fresh comedic voices to the world. Like, people didn't really know Seth Rogen before Knocked Melissa Up. Melissa McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy before Bridesmaids. Steve yeah. Carell before 40-Year-Old Virgin. You know, that's what those guys do. So here you're getting that, but it happens to be LGBTQ actors, and they're hilarious, and you're going to fall in love with them. Who's the actress in, from Glee uh, that played the uh, the gym teacher? Yes, uh, uh, Dot Marie Jones. Oh, my God. She's 
hilarious. She's so funny hilarious. in this movie. Yeah, 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 and yeah, somebody yeah. that has been around for like 30 years, like works constantly, but is always playing like, you know, the biker lesbian that lives next door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like that's like the extent of the yeah, yeah. yeah. And we, we have all generations represented. We have someone like Bowen Yang, who's like the funniest person on SNL right now. And then we also have uh, Amanda Bierce, who you might remember from Married, Married with, with Children. Children. Yeah. She, she was Marcy Darcy. She was the oh. first the first actress to ever on. come out on primetime TV before Rosie O'Donnell, before Ellen. Yeah. And she plays Luke's mom in the movie. And she's an accomplished director. Yeah, and, and a director That's also. Right. Yeah. yeah, and she hasn't been in a movie, I think, in decades. She's great. Yeah, she's, she's fantastic. It's, it's, a, it's a great ride. For anybody who has any sort of reservations about it, now, this is a straight-up rom-com comedy, yeah. uh, and and you, you it's, it's funny because... Um, you don't take yourselves too seriously. Everybody's grist for some sort of uh, jab or barb, and it's all done in a, in a good spirit. There's oh, nothing yeah. kind of worse than people that can't laugh at themselves. Right. Like, mm-hmm. it really is. And we, we have to. And I think we also get that uh, privilege because it is an LGBT cast. We can kind of make fun of each other. Right. Where it'd be yeah. a lot harder for a straight person to make fun of an LGBT person. And that point is made. And I love yeah. I love the, the factions of the lesbians and the gay men. And, yeah. and, and, and there's contention there sometimes. And yeah. Every Everyone's complaining how much they how much they're getting in the way of like a Pride Month and so on right. and so forth. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so so working on the set, uh, the movie just looks really gorgeous. I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Really where's it where's it filmed? Uh, New York, New Jersey, and then we did go up to Provincetown, Massachusetts for Was one it sequence during the pandemic. You were doing we shot it last fall. Okay, during yeah. Delta. Yeah, uh, uh, between uh, Delta and Omicron, Omicron. that, 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 that beautiful that period punk. between Delta and Omicron. By the way, I'm so glad that I, I think the, the industry in general opted to not do a lot of with masks on stuff yeah. on screen because yeah. I think it, that would bring you back to a bad thing. And so it's great to see you uh, out and about and, and doing that. I wanted to ask you, Luke, just because I have to geek out on the uh, the Hallmark stuff. Yeah, um, uh, geek. Those those holiday sets. Mm. Are glorious, <laughs> glorious. I think do, do you ever? Do you ever? I mean, to me, that's like I swear to God, and and no one can understand it. My wife is mocks me. Yeah. <laughs> he them loves on. them. I Wait, love your, them. your wife is mocking you. <laughs> yeah. You're the one watching. I'm the one watching. Oh, wow, this is different than the regular. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Preston's father-in-law. My watched father-in-law, them. who is the it. biggest. Good old boy you've ever seen, love it, love it. and he just sits there on the couch and he'll, and he's he's got it timed out sixty seconds before the end of the episode to be, come over here. They're going to kiss they're right now. Kiss. <laughs> and I'll tell you this: and it might take here's my issue. Here's my issue. You have one and, issue. No, I, this, this is actually a good thing. And and, and when you're on, yeah. I say I'll say to my wife. This, Guy isn't good looking enough. <laughs> Not you. You're always good. Like when I've seen you, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. I'm sorry. The woman and the guy have to be impeccable. Uh, I appreciate that comment on so many levels because you were man enough to go like, that's a good looking. <laughs> I appreciate that. But I mean, it's, you got to, you know, we know how it's going to play out. We want it to play out. And again, like we talk about those tropes that do work that people do want. Yeah. They're present. It's present in bros with some interesting things that you haven't seen before. Billy, I have to ask you a quick question. Yeah. Are you working on a film, a bio of Paul Lynn? I am developing a, a biopic about Paul Lynn. Really? Yeah. That is awesome. He's going to yeah. bring it to Hallmark, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a Hallmark movie. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of orgies, Paul Lynn had quite a few back oh, in the day. Yeah. I'll bet. I'll bet. I loved, yeah. I mean, he was, he's 
Center Square, man. Center Square. He's the best. He's bye bye, Birdie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, and he was as openly gay as you could be <laughs> at for that, that time. time. Yes. Without ever saying it. Without ever out. saying it, yeah. But, but also uh, as happy as you could possibly be at that time, which was not very. Yeah, no, he was a pretty tortured guy. Yeah. It's a complicated story, but uh, yeah, a really fascinating figure in Hollywood. Yeah, uh, that's so cool to hear. Any time frame on that, or no? I'm, I'm, I'm very much a focus on one thing at a time person. Right. So we've been really focused on bros. But when this adventure is over, we'll yeah. get back to it. <laughs> uh, earlier in the interview, Luke mentioned uh, Captain America and, and Billy. I have to ask you, and I know you, you maybe not want to talk about Billy on the street, but running around in New York with Chris Evans must have been fun. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I've run around with a lot of people at <laughs> yeah. this point. Um, Chris is awesome. Yeah, he's so much fun, and people. Are we're so excited to see him. Um, it's funny though; he was nervous. Ah, yeah. At Billy on the street, yeah. you know, it's a it's a unique thing. You're improvising with strangers. None of it is planned. And um, even, like, sometimes we have, like, very experienced, incredible, very famous actors who get a little nervous about it. It's not what they're used to doing. Is it fear of being throttled by some stranger who doesn't pick yeah, up on what I you're mean, doing? Yeah, I don't know. Like, a lot of these famous people that run around with me, you know, they're not really dealing with the public in that direct a fashion right. all the time no, anymore. I can see that. And you don't know what anyone's going to say. Someone could come up to, I mean, part of the fun of Billy on the street, when I ran around with Chris Pratt, you know, I'd run up to people and say, like, which Chris is this? And they were like, I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and, and they're used to being, like, like really, like, worshipped everywhere right, they right, go right. in Hollywood, but that doesn't happen on the streets of He, he ran around with Seth Rogen and was like, did you know that Seth Rogen is dead? Yeah, and that. Seth is standing right there. I was like, Billy, jeez. Yeah. It's a wild show. I love it. Seth Rogen's mom was very mad at me about that. I know that. Well, listen, when we remind everybody the bros is in theaters uh, September 30th, it's just uh, less than a couple weeks away, so uh, make sure that you do get out and see it. But it's a wide theater release, correct? It'll be all over. Thousands of theaters. Take all your friends, great date night movie, or go by yourself and have a great time. It's, a, fu- it's a funny, legitimately funny movie, and it's an R-rated comedy. We need right. more of those. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you, guys. Good luck with everything. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thanks, right, Billy Eigner and Luke yeah. McFarlane Bros. September 30th. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. The energy, emotion, and epic concert experience that unfolded in Wembley Stadium earlier this month. It's drums like these get will now be transported to the more intimate Kia Forum Arena in Inglewood, California for part two of the Taylor Hawkins Tribute Concert. The good news? WMMR has two great seats for the show to give away. The bad news? Travel is up to you. So especially for our California area podcasters and streamers, we encourage you to enter now at WMMR.com. Heck, ping your friends on the West Coast and have them enter too. The contest is open to all and we just want to review after the show. See the Taylor Hawkins Tribute Concert from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks coast to coast. I failed to mention that uh, our latest Daily Rush video is up and it is our interview with Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, yesterday, which was a fantastic conversation we had, Bill West have commented he did, yeah. and uh, the title says, "Does Neil, does Doctor Neil deGrasse Tyson think that Monsters Inc. is scientifically accurate?" <laughs> and the description says, "Kinda." He thinks that Back to the Future is somewhat plausible and tells us how he got Titanic and Ted to reflect an accurate 
Night Sky. And you can be the first to see the new Daily Rush videos. Just subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. Our next guest has an album out. It is called The Chaos and the Beauty and a couple of gigs this weekend. If you're going to the Always Sunny podcast at the Met on Saturday, uh, Sunday and Monday, you will see him performing with his band, who are all here with us this morning. <laughs> Every single one of them. <laughs> yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Don McCluskey yeah. is here. Hey, Don, how are you? Good, man. It's good to be here. Nice to see you yes. and everyone with you. Yeah, about the whole crew, almost. Seven pieces all together here. How many, uh, When if you say almost, how many more people could you possibly uh, cram into this band? A key player. A key player will be there. Okay. The Met. Uh, well, listen, you guys were, were warming up. Um, here's what I'd like to do. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to. I want you to go ahead and play right now. Okay. I, I, want, I want this to get yeah. out on the radio because we were having so much fun while you guys were jamming. Oh, I mean, like man. I'm over here dancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it got me in such a mood. The song, the first song you were playing here was that was first in flight, first right? In flight, yeah. Okay. And this is uh, this is a single. Now this was on Mythic Quest, right? Was the song yep. used? Yeah, it was uh, the season two uh, finale episode. Okay. And yeah. the reason I want you to go ahead and play right now. And is, you premiered it here. Yes, 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 exactly. I want I want our program director Bill Weston to hear this. Yeah, oh, and okay. I want him to hear it right now because it just sounds awesome. And then we'll chat a little bit if that's that cool great. with you. Yeah, All right. Great. So this is Don McCloskey. This song is first in flight. Wait till you hear this mm-hmm. on MMR. Here we go. Sleeping in the middle of the night. What kept me 
You spoke straight from the heart So how could I hide All these feelings I feel when I'm by your side Oh, I stopped trying so hard And just let it ride And now you got me back open with palms wide open It'll be alright And no more will I stumble And no more will I fall And crash you to my knees But I'm beginning to crawl Yeah, I'm standing on To my knees, but I'm beginning to crawl. Yeah, standing on my feet, oh, running to the light. Feel like jumping from the mountain. Feel like jumping from the Just tuning in, Don McCloskey. Hang on a second. I got to have to finish my pina colada. Over here. <laughs> uh, that music just makes me feel good. That was good. cool that you guys did the conga line. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. That was cool. I, that, music like that just makes my heart swell, makes me feel good. You're uh, having a heart attack. I'm having a heart attack. I'm <laughs> sweating. That's what you have angina. I have diarrhea. No, Preston. <laughs> Do you know what it reminds me of in, in the best comparison? Uh, the Graceland yeah. Uh, yeah. sound. Yeah. We'll, we'll, well take Graceland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm, a multitude of others, but that's uh, yeah. one well, of the ultimate feel-good, um, you know, musicianship, uh, Lady Smith, Black Bombaz, all, all those things yeah, that gel together. That yeah, all those Right, right, right. Really, we're drawing uh, from there as well. It's a good vibe. The guitar, yeah, the yeah. Sukus guitar lines are pretty evocative of, sure. you know, uh, Peter Gabriel so and yeah yeah and, and you, and, you've, yeah. you've got the the full percussion sound the the backup vocals everything is just uh it's a very full sound and a very happy so uh, my question about that song I'm so caught up in the in the melody and the rhythm and all that stuff I didn't, I'm not even paying attention to what you're singing. What oh, is yeah, it? Yeah, me neither. What's Don't it worry. about? Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> What's it about? What's first in flight about? The lyric uh, is well, just a place, though. Um, it's really about um, North Carolina's uh, license plates. That's really yeah, yeah. Oh, no. first in flight. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I've listened, Don. I've listened to the record a bunch. I love the song, and and it took me about six or seven listens before you you talk about the Orville uh, and and uh, Wilbur Wright. So they're like yeah, there's yeah. Wright Brothers references. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. actually talking. About first and flight, and I realized it was, oh, I think there's like plane references in here. Yes, yes. yeah, it was initially inspired uh, by David McCullough's book, uh, The Wright Brothers, mm-hmm. not the Wright Brothers. And you know, I used to go to um, the Outer Banks as a kid uh, for vacation, and you know, it was in my in my mind somewhere. And then I read the book uh, by David McCullough, and the story of them overcoming what they had to overcome in order to achieve. Uh, flight, and that's awesome that you have the first in flight. Yeah, we've got the uh, we got a license plate up here. So what 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 um, gave you the? And, and then that's the extension, like for anything that we're uh, you, anything that anyone's trying to overcome. Like, okay, as a metaphor. For, as a metaphor. Yes, okay, to take a leap of faith in your life about whatever obstacle you're. You know, it's presenting itself to you at the time. Okay, because I was going to say a song about just, uh, you know, the Wright Brothers and giving it that Caribbean flavor is kind of an odd pairing, but uh, there's more to it than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I don't really know what to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if I can request like, a song about Alexander Graham Bell, that would be all. Awesome. Uh, 
first in phone. Yeah. I'm glad you asked. Yeah, we go yeah. through Eli Whitney. Eli Whitney and, and, and Connie Jim. Yeah, all, yeah. Well, it was really Nikola Tesla who uh, <laughs> first, uh, This song is most of that. This one goes out to Madden Curie. <laughs> shout out to Madden. Uh, speaking of shout outs, uh, let's meet your, your band members, if you don't yeah. mind going around the room and introducing yes. uh, people and what well, they play. Yeah, this is Sean Hennessy on percussion here. Very cool. Uh, Hey, Hennessy. Well, yeah. 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 Sean Oh, I love it. Um, uh, Matt Kepler on bass. Uh, cool. uh, Matt is uh, on bass, and we don't have a song for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, everybody from the Philly region, or? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah? Oh, that's right. awesome. Excellent. Yeah. All right, and who else? Uh, Chuck Stubb. On bass. Uh, nice. No, he plays drums, right? These are the drums, right? Yes. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Yes. The I'll ba- do the, the bass, you drums. do the instruments. All right, very good. Yeah. Yes. Um, Chuck Staub in the name of love. That's it. Yeah. Staub in the name of love. I love it. Hannah Taylor here on... Uh, Nice. Backup vocals. Hello, hello. Really front up vocals. <laughs> We're all singing together. So this is Hannah Taylor. Yeah. Hello, Hannah. Sarah B. Mueller. Yay. Which Hi. means beekeeper in German. It's is that true. It yeah. is very true. Yeah. Okay. Buzz, buzz. <laughs> <laughs> and Ross Belenois on uh, guitar. Very good. Excellent. Tasty. One of the great uh, Philadelphia guitarists right here. Have you guys all been, uh, most of you guys together for quite a while? Or is uh, the band members uh, yeah, kind of so come and go? we the record uh, together. Uh, most of us were on the record together. And uh, so that was, that's been, what, four years? <laughs> no, no, that took a long time to do. But So we've been together since the record. And then uh, we've been playing for about a year. Okay. Yeah. It's because the last time you were here, I believe, is when uh, you wrote Unstoppable That's right. uh, uh, for, oh, the, for right. the Phils. Yes. That was a uh, great band, but different band. And also right. Philly. Uh, yeah. Great. Yeah. That was uh, Chuck Treese and um, Tom Spiker. And, yeah. Okay. We, we did the uh, Unstoppable with the uh, anthem. Anthem. Yeah. For, yeah. The, for the Phillies, yeah. The Phillies, yeah, okay. which was great. But that was several years ago. That was 2009, after they'd won in 2008. It was Gorilladelphia, and, and uh, yeah. We, yeah. we played it quite a bit, and yeah. uh, it was terrific. It was yeah. somehow got George... won the World Series. That's yeah. right. That's how long yeah. ago. Yeah. And now we're going to be back in the playoffs this year, so maybe a 2022 version of it. Yeah, all right, let's Maybe go. call this one Stoppable. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> we've been playing Stoppable for 10 years. Yeah. Easily yeah. stopped. For two decades, yeah. There is a lot of stopping us. It's not as preposterous as we previously... <laughs> Uh, now your your relationship with uh, with Rob uh, yes. McElhenney, uh, you know, obviously I had mentioned uh, Mythic Quest that the uh, that the song First in Flight uh, yeah. was in uh, season two. Uh, you guys uh, have a long history. You grew up together or yes. went to school We're together? Close. We're not um, like colonoscopy close. Yeah. Right. That's like you know yeah. that's Ryan Reynolds and he are are that close. Right. You know, yeah. but uh, no, uh, we <laughs> we went to high school together. We've been friends for. 20, uh, 30, 30 years at this point. Okay. Yeah. And I love yeah. how he, um, listen, he's over there and he's doing big things, uh, but he does not forget where he came from, yeah. uh, you know, and, and it, it does as much with and for, you know, the people that he loves and, and, and loves here in Philadelphia. Yeah. I was talking to my, my friend uh, who is friends with his sister and his sister wrote my favorite episode of Mythic Quest. Yeah. It was a standalone r- uh, episode. She's amazing. Katie McElhaney is absolutely incredible and very gifted writer. Um, and that episode is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. She, she did a standalone episode for Mythic Quest. Um, that the name of the episode, I can't remember, but you should check it out. Okay. <laughs> First season. Very, very good. Yeah. And just to say it into your remote. It'll figure it out. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, did you, did you pitch, yeah. uh, Rob on, on trying to get the song into the, uh, uh the soundtrack so or Mythic did... Quest? No. So we, um, he came to the studio when we were recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were premiering the first season of Mythic Quest at like a theater down the street. 
or, you know, in Brooklyn, um, Alamo Draft House. I don't think any of this matters. Um, <laughs> then uh, he stopped by the $2 studio. Two wings every Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> he gets on the whole yeah. menu. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Two, yeah, two for one. Yeah. Two for one Tuesdays. Um, <laughs> But I digress. <laughs> but I digress. Easy part. So he was in, <laughs> they were premiering the, the show. They were premiering the show. He stopped by the studio. He heard uh, all the songs early on. When it was finished, um, I sent him some of the tracks. And I, and he was like, oh, this is great. We talked about the album for a little bit. And a couple, maybe weeks or two months later, I get a text. Uh, Do you mind if we use uh, First in Flight uh, for the end of, you know, for the finale of the season two. Yeah, yeah. And I said, you know, let me, let me <laughs> sit on this for a little bit. <laughs> pretty uh, protective of the uh, license. <laughs> no, let me ask great. you. It was perfect. It, it was actually like perfectly, uh, sorry, um, it was used in the uh, like n- narrative. It oh, was, it was used very well. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you felt uh, that it was not appropriate, <laughs> right. Right, or that it was... So, oh, oh, yeah. If you felt protective of it... Oh, if it was way off. Do you have the kind of relationship with Rob where you just say... Oh, oh yeah, I don't I'm, think he would even... I, I, he wouldn't even be like, can we use it if it was way off. Right, okay. It's yeah. perfect. I mean, if you've <laughs> yeah. seen the... it's That's the reason it's on there. It yeah. really is uncanny. Uh, they were looking for a song. You know, they were editing, putting different things in uh, for that moment. Yeah, it does completely and work. Yeah, it's, it's the two main characters who are about to embark on their next yeah. uh, mission. And it's like... Uh, leap of faith is, you know, <laughs> the, the line leap of yeah. faith comes on right at that moment and sails into the credits. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's the best way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, great. Don, I want to thank you. Uh, you've been enormously flexible. We were supposed to have you in like two months ago, and then I think you got oh, COVID, and then you. like yeah. a couple of people here got COVID, and it's just been a, a work in progress. So thanks for adjusting. But now we're doing it right in front of the, the It's Always Sunny podcast at the Met. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit about like what you guys are going to do? Because sure. I think the podcast itself, they don't quite know what it's going to be like out on stage, <laughs> right, yeah. but they do know that you're going to be there for it. Yes. Yeah, we're going to open up uh, the, the, you know, it's a live podcast. Podcast, so I don't know if anyone knows what that's going to be. <laughs> it's like it's a television show. It's a podcast based on a television show. It's a live show of a podcast yeah. based on a television <laughs> show. Right, right. Well, Here's some music in the beginning. Yeah. But it's going to be awesome. It's sold out. And obviously, it's just going to be a great uh, hang. And it's at the Met. And it's couldn't be a better venue. It couldn't be a better, like... Reason, you know, yeah. to be there. So yeah. you guys are going to do a set ahead of time before the uh, podcast, or uh, how's it going to work out? Are you the house band? Wait, no, no, no. We're doing a set beforehand. Okay, yeah. okay, all right. Mm-hmm. all right, cool. Anybody else playing that night, or just uh, you? No, guys? I think we open it up, and then it's uh, it's podcast time. Okay. Yeah. When did the album? When did you when did you complete it? When is it? Uh, when did it become available? Uh, the album uh, in at the end of April. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's so uh, it's available on Spotify. It's fully out there. Um, yeah, you premiered it here uh, yep, first. I remember. Yeah. And it's the first song to a million uh, streams on Spotify because I think it's because of you guys. That's, oh, that's what I think. That's cool. what I and the yeah, Alamo yeah. Draft House and the <laughs> Alamo Draft House. Shout out two for one Tuesdays. Don't miss chicken wings. And, <laughs> and Have you picked up any sponsors along the way? <laughs> let's not uh, let's not forget you guys were local shots for Jackson. So uh, Jackson yeah. gets some credit for. Yeah, uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Jackson's been great uh, uh, from the beginning. Like he's right. uh, been playing. Local shots um, for, yeah, my, yeah, since my second album. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Jackson. Well, let's get another song. Uh, the album is called uh, The Chaos and the Beauty. Yes. And uh, what song would you like to play now, Don? Uh, this next one is, oh, you know what? It's from the record that, we, that I was just talking about. It's from uh, Northern Liberties. And uh, the song is called Son of It All. And it's uh, about growing up in the area and, and more. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Yeah, yeah. Son of It All. And if you're headed to the Always Sunny podcast event, 
uh, either on Sunday or Monday, you'll be able to see the band performing live. Uh, so make sure that you get there early and uh, get ready to be entertained. So uh, Don McCloskey on MMR. Here we go. One, two. Son of a moor, son of two young boys sent to fight an old man's war. Son of the nights they stayed awake on shore. That would be the night they would sleep tight forevermore. Son of the wives they returned to, son of the lives they came back down to earth to, son of the babies they gave birth to. The firstborn and the girl next door, son of their young amour that the world could never keep down. Son of a young man who rolled up his sleeves at 19 and come home at night and throw the meat down. Son of his young wife. Voice with a sweet sound to the baby she would sing to sleep, even on weeks when ends would not meet. Some of the hometown, the lost girl, some of those who reach for the bootstraps when the world knocks them down. Some of the park, some of the home, some of the mind, body, and soul. Some of the love of getting below, some of the hate it's out of control. From the streets and playgrounds of Bristol in the summertime. Some of the long toss rolling over cars for a touchdown or rebound. Thinking we were the sixes and eagles. Some of the old sound that came down from my mom's vinyl ripping on needles. Son of Motown, James Brown, the Rolling Stones and Beatles. Son of the new sound, the sonic amazement that had me losing my mind. Pressing rewind and seeking salvation. Son of the frogs, son of the hole. Son of the mind, body, and soul. Son of the Son of the hate, it's out of control. I was born. Son of the park, son of the home. Son of the mind, body, and soul. Son of the love, capable of love. Son of the hate, it's out of control. Some of the mess we're in, some of those who don't know where to begin, some of those who have given up and given in, some of those who rise above our time, whose eyes burn with fire, some of those whose tongues cannot tell lies, some of those who shine, some of the sages who blaze throughout the ages, some of the prophets who bleed on pages, whose words alone can cut through bone and move mountain ranges, some of those whose minds are considered dangerous, some of the freaks unafraid to take the streets, unafraid to speak their minds. Unafraid to disturb the peace, the soldiers who walk shoulder to shoulder upon the governments of the world and sing the freedom ringer, it's all over. Some of the pain and the laughter, some of the bombs that fall like rain at the end of days, and some of the sun that rises on the morning after. Some of the mind, body, and 
McCloskey. Can I join your band? Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> I'm playing drums. Can I please Sorry. join yeah, your awesome. band? Out, buddy. Wow. Uh, just have double drummers. Yeah. Triple yeah. drummers. Hey, yeah. man, 38 Special did it, brother. We yeah, that's true. They were yeah. all did caught I, up in us. That's right. At Union? Uh, yes. With the drum? What's that? Yeah, were you banging you... on the drum at the oh, Union? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, opened the Union game. Yeah. Bring that. I'll bring that game. drum. <laughs> And a little bottom end for you guys. Uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, Don McCloskey and his band are here this morning. The Chaos and the Beauty is out now. It's the album. Uh, they're going to be playing at the uh, the Always Sunny podcast. Are there other, uh, what's a what's a tour uh, situation? Anything going on now or later on? Or is it just kind of so continuing on? So the shows on? at the uh, Met are sold out. Right. Uh, the album release at Ardmore Music Hall. October 14th. There that's you go. the one. That's okay. coming right that's up on that. That's the yeah. whole band, the whole crew. Cool. Um, so that's the album release. And then we go to the West West Coast um, in the beginning of the year. Okay. And do the tour there. Then we come back and we'll tour the uh, East Coast. Okay. And then hopefully we get to the middle part. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is just harder. It's like four hours uh, in between uh, everything. Right. Well, in the K- middle. Casey's going to be seeing some of that. He's, yeah. he's heading out on you the road. You may set up some uh, tour dates for you yes. in Missouri. And- <laughs> yes. Is there, a, um, there are Alamo draft houses in yes. each of these, uh, <laughs> in every city. So yeah, we can, yeah. Yeah. The Alamo draft house, house band. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, let's do one more. I know you guys have three songs. Yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. Right? Absolutely. Let's do another well, one. Well, thank you so having- much for having us. We'd love to do another song. Absolutely. We're having too much yeah. fun. What yeah. song uh, are you going to play now? This one is called Open the Door. It is one of the first songs I wrote, but I I haven't recorded it until this record, so it's on the new album. Uh, the album's called The Chaos and the Beauty, if anybody wants to check it out. It's on Spotify and everything else. And uh, this is uh, called Open the Door. All right, it's Don McCloskey on MMR. Here we go.
<laughs> did you break a string? He did. I was here. <laughs> Casey was going to be the roadie. The roadie that jumps in and replaces guitar after a broken string. That's that's the song where the uh, the ladies start taking their clothes off. I, mean, uh, I noticed that, too. That was nice. And by the way, this this I love this text. It says, oh, this is the Chip Witch song. <laughs> And that is the line that stood out to me, too. I had a chip with for breakfast. Uh, which, uh, and by the way, a, a number, another, another text says, I've just downloaded everything all Don McCloskey now. Uh, so that's what Thank we want. Thank you, person who just did that. There you go. Very important person. Yes. Uh, the album is called uh, The Chaos and the Beauty. And uh, like Don said, you can you can get that now. You can get it on Spotify, download it. It's local. It's yeah. awesome. By the way, the person that did the grown. download, uh, manager at the Alamo Draft House. Oh, really? <laughs> I think they're required uh, to do that. But Tuesday, two for Tuesdays. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, you guys sound wonderful. Uh, congratulations on this Thank great you. body of work that you've created. And uh, enjoy these shows with uh, Rob and friends. And then uh, we'll remind people about that show. October 14th, you said? Yes, that's right. October 14th, Ardmore Music Hall. Okay. Great Tickets venue. on sale now, but not for long. Okay. All right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for being here this morning. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Honestly, thank you for... Got it. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Uh, Godfrey, is he in our... He's in, He's, He's in the Acme Lounge. We'll get him in here in just a moment. Stay put. We'll be right back, my friend. Let's win some money. 93.3 WMMR presents you Your shot to win $1,000 cash five times a day, starting Monday at 8 a.m., 10 and noon. Then 3 and 5 p.m., listen for the Yoo-Hoo Loot sounder and get the keyword. Text it to 45911 or enter it on our website or the new MMR app. See official rules and details at WMMR.com. We're putting a grand in your hand with MMR's Yoo-Hoo Loot. Sponsored by Horizon Services Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Book online at horizonezbook.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Just uh, one after another, we absolutely love welcoming all our guests today, especially this gentleman who's been here a number of times. He's the best. Just stoked to have him back. He's going to be performing at Punchline tonight and tomorrow. There are tickets available, 730 and 945. Go to punchlinephilly.com and get them for Godfrey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> 
is here yes. again. And po- is it post-pandemic? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Let's call it that. I think the uh, yeah. WHO is even calling. Oh, is it? Yeah, I believe. Mm. Who knows? Ah. <laughs> There's still remnants of uh, the COVID, you can tell. You know what? As long as syphilis and gonorrhea are still on the table. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. when people got, during the COVID, when people got syphilis and gonorrhea, they're like, oof, thank goodness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's okay. Old school. Yeah. It's just Give gonorrhea. Give me some polio. Mm. I like the old school stuff. Yeah. <laughs> did you manage to avoid it or did you get it? I think I got it because I was shooting, when I shot Michael Che's show, uh, first season, I was shooting the second season. It's for this series on HBO Max? Yeah, and yeah. I did I, I got it because I, I, I remember going in, you know, you got to get the little swab. Yeah. And they were like, can you go over here for a second? I was like, oh, <laughs> and I got it, but I, I recovered like the next day. It was like yeah. fluish type of thing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I, I really believe that the cure to COVID is through Nyquil, ah. <laughs> because the symptoms are on the bottle. Nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, achy, stuffy head fever. Yeah. same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Rest medicine. This whole time it's been COVID. Nyquil is. By the way, you you raise a good point because I'll say this: no matter what you're suffering from, Nyquil will not. It, yo, if you get a good yeah. night. Sleep. Yeah. If you get a good night's sleep, yeah. you'll go further to fight whatever you have yeah. and just knock yourself out like that. cool is like, I think ingredients are Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> like, as soon as you take it, it's like, it's time for you to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it knocks you out. Oh, my God. And I, I don't, I've never done really drugs in my life or anything like that. So anytime something like that gets in my system, yeah. it lays it me lays out. You out. Yeah. They you have day cool and night cool. So you're like, yeah. wait a minute. So. <laughs> What time do I start yeah. the NyQuil part? Because <laughs> yeah. what if I take NyQuil at 12 in the afternoon? Will something happen? That's true. What if I take DayQuil at night? What will, you know what I mean? Preston, <laughs> Preston what did you, you were talking about taking something that, that made you drunk instantaneously when you were getting the allergy Oh, the Benadryl. Benadryl. Yeah, they they had uh, they put that right into my veins, and I'm like, I was like, Benadryl, whatever, I would take those pills yeah. before, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whoa. That's the yeah, Cosby like, drug. Yeah. yeah. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> really, that, that's right? Is it a Cosby? I think he used Benadryl. I think he used to put Benadryl. That's the word. Was, there was like, yeah, the, some of the reports where yeah. it was Benadryl. 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 <laughs> what the Cosby? Yeah. <laughs> that is what was reported. Yeah. Yeah, Keep yeah. out of reach of women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. always a reach of children. <laughs> I don't know. See, oh, my goodness. You've been a busy man since, I mean, we, we have yeah. you on fairly often, which is great. We love yeah. having you in. But, I mean, dare I say. Yes. I believe the age of Godfrey is upon us now. You you yes. seem to be tied into a whole bunch of really big things getting very long overdue accolades. Are you feeling that? I, I, feel I know it, it sounds self-serving, know, but... I've been this guy, even on different podcasts, that have been like, yo, you talk about someone underrated. My name is popping up on, yes. on podcast. Like, why isn't this guy? Ha ha who? What the hell's going on? Nye, nye, nye. And these are guys that don't invite me on their podcast. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, you know what? I feel it because I really took advantage of uh, social media. Yeah. I really went in during uh, the um, the pandemic. I said, you know what? Everybody's at home. Nobody's doing anything, and people need something. So a lot of my buddies created virtual comedy clubs. Right. Yeah. We had a NowhereComedyClub.com. I made money off of it. They just, we had that, and then I just started doing videos, and I started doing voices on People didn't know I could do so many voices. No, it's, it's crazy, because we were yeah. like, we talking to Tom Papa, and the little, little snippets end up. 
they're basically yeah. little, you know, listen, for the most part, I, I think, you know, social media for the most part is horrible. It's just no, it stinks, acrimonious and but terrible. there's no choice. But it, exactly. So for promotional tool, and, and Tom, yeah. Tom's saying, I turned around and suddenly these little bits are getting, people coming to see the shows just off of this. Oh, yeah, I've seen Tom Papa bits where people are mouthing. Yeah. His stuff, yeah, like, like about I made I made this. Human. I made yeah. Did yeah. you make? Who has humans? I yeah. made you know. Yeah, you, did you make one? <laughs> yeah, I have like different. It's great to see different race of people do it. Right, right. And yeah. I go, Tom, dude, your stuff's all over the place. And I've had stuff go super viral. I've seen it. Didn't realize, and it's just like rotating. Whether it's a social commentary, whether it's something really goofy, yeah. But it's just like rotating stuff that I did like maybe a few years ago. Was was being rotated, yeah. Especially like after when we saw George Floyd, we saw yeah. stuff and stuff that I had talked about was coming into the fray. Like, wow, they're rotating the thing you said about police. Like, wow, oh, they're rotating your little Trump thing because my Trump was I was murdering. <laughs> <laughs> you people are fantastic. It's a very good show. Oh, oh, That's solid. That's solid. Solid. <laughs> Baby, <laughs> Trump is tight. Let me ask you: when, when, when people shout are, out to Shane Gillis who does a great Trump. He does. Yeah. When people are uh, uh, lip syncing, you like that and playing the audio underneath. It's amazing. Now, but, but I so I, I'm not on TikTok. I don't yeah. really. I don't go into that world. But, but do you get any kind of credit? For that, do, do people know that it's Godfrey that they're uh, lip syncing to? Yeah, it depends. Sort of, mostly yeah. not if it's like that, right? If it's like that, they just they just like the okay. The you know what's crazy bite. is but, I will uh, when I make reels and stuff like that, and if I grab a song like uh, I, I don't know how to do this any other way, but like right. if I need like music or whatever, and it's not on the reels, I'll go to YouTube, I'll lift yeah. the audio off of YouTube, and right. then I'll just post it. The Instagram knows the artist, like you know. Yeah. So I don't put in that it was this song by this. Well, oh, they artist. block you too. Yeah, for, they block they'll, you. They'll, if you put up something, yeah. Now because before when um, COVID started, you could play music all day. We would just be exchanging songs. Yeah. We're on live. Yeah. Oh, let's play a bunch of classic rock. Then they just cut it. They they make they would shut your thing off. They, right? had, they had time you, to review a lot more because all the artists were like, yeah. "Hey, they're playing our songs." I go, first of all, <laughs> we're playing stuff nobody's been really thinking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah now yeah. we're rocking your stuff now, and we're like reintroducing. But they were like, "Now nah, you owe money," so they cut you off. So they started making it unfun. There's yeah. a satellite channel that I kid you not yeah. that they just started that is. Music from TikTok. Music yep. you hear on TikTok. Yep. Okay. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how insane it's gotten. Wow. So stuff that's, like, if you look at the, look at the, the Kate Bush song from uh, uh, Running Up That Hill from Stranger Things. Wow. Which was recorded yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah now it's, the, yeah, everything. Huge. It's every, and, and then you got to find your pocket. Are you a Facebook person? <laughs> right. Are you a TikToker? <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you are you Reels? Is my that's my wheelhouse. Yeah. Reels. Yeah. I, yeah. Reels because you can split. It's so listen. I'm 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 so dumb. <laughs> my friend and he's like dumb too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He goes, dude, you should do Reels. I go, well, how do you do that bo- split box, dude? All you do is says remix. Yeah. <laughs> I go, what? <laughs> when I saw and it splits yeah. the box for you, right? And so yeah. I, all I do is react to whatever the, yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. You just be like, <laughs> and, and a lot of times you get you get a, you get two hundred thousand hits, or, uh-huh. but it's like it, all uh-huh. I'm doing is like, is is it almost criminal though? Is, yeah. is, oh, see, see, look yeah. at look at me, yeah, <laughs> that's me and Jimi Hendrix, uh-huh. yeah, he's just banging his head. Whoa! 
Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. And people loved it. That's the footage I was talking about. Is this, was this, uh, God, is this newly discovered Hendrix footage or restored? It be- might be restored. Because it looks like it's brand new. I know. And that's what's great about Instagram and all. It just gets excerpts from anything. Yeah. I mean, it'll be a Johnny Carson moment. And right. You're like, Oh, and I go, I did not know that. Wow, good <laughs> enough. Yeah, I got Johnny Carson, too. How you like them apples? Yeah, <laughs> Trump like, and like, Carson. Like, what is that? Oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Matt Damon. Um, Matt Damon. Yeah. How you like them there apples, huh? Yeah. Got a number. <laughs> number. <laughs> got a number, huh? How you like them there apples, huh? So, yeah. I'm, wow, did not know that. Good uh, stuff. I love... I know, I, <laughs> were you a fan... You remember Rich Little? The, what? the Rich Little, the impressionist? Oh, I listen, speaking yeah. of Rich Little, during COVID, we traveled a bit and do you had to do COVID shows. Right. So I'm in Vegas. Did you see Vegas during COVID? It was creepy. It, it uh-huh. was like the Zack Snyder creepy. zombie movie. Yeah. I was sitting I was in a hotel because the Statue of Liberty has always creeped me out. Yeah. <laughs> it just has always creeped me out. In movies, they'll have it moving, talking. Yeah, yeah that is kind of like freaky. in the water. You know, yeah. Yeah. this is a apocalyptic movie. Yeah. So I'm in this hotel, and the and my window is facing <laughs> the Statue <laughs> of Liberty. Hold on. Now, this is COVID time. Okay. So everything is dead. Yeah. So the lights are... You, you've been to Vegas? Oh, yeah. Imagine the lights are... It's dim. So a lot of the big screens are are not working. Wow! And there's nothing, and I'm in this the the, the stat, and I close my thing every night. I'm like, oh my god, it's the creepiest. So I have to do this show at Laugh Factory yeah. in Vegas. Oh Lord, oh that creeped me out. Oh my god, we're looking at the statue. I just like through my window, like oh man. Oh. And so I'm doing a show at the Laugh Factory. The limit is twenty thirty people in the room only. They have to be. About ten feet apart, so I have people far away, right. spread out, thirty at most. So you're doing. Comp- Guess who's I'm doing a show after? Rich Little. Rich, no, no way. Eighty three now. Oh my I have God. a picture with him. I'm just chilling with Rich Little. That's wild. And he's and I watched him the next day. I said I got to go watch Rich Little. See, he's he's doing Johnny Carson. He's doing Jonathan with old school George Burns. Oh, just old. Reagan, well, I told you, well, I'm like, <laughs> old no, Reagan, and what? And there's old people in there going, oh, yeah, yeah. young people are like, who's that? Yeah. And, and he's still like, literally talking to his manager when I I got a picture with him, yeah, and um, and I was like, I can't believe I'm in the room with Rich Little. Like I've watched him in Little when, yeah. I, was, when I was Little, yeah. yeah, and and he's I didn't know he's Canadian, yes, Canadian, yeah. he's Canadian, and then he's like. He I take a picture of him. Then he's talking to his manager. Yeah, we gotta sh- we gotta tighten up on the uh, the, the cars. He's like <laughs> he's still, still working, working it. Oh, wow, wow, eighty three. Wow. You know that's you. You mentioned little Richard and Carson. They yeah. uh, there was a point at which, and no one's ever really gotten to the bottom of it, but Carson. Basically banned Rich Little from the Tonight Show. He used to be like a amazing. He was a regular. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why did he? He did something because Carson, <laughs> you know, got mad at Joan Rivers. It's true. Shut her out when yeah. she like decided to have her own talk show. Right. And he was grooming her. And he goes, she goes, I'm going to Fox. And he's like, Yep. Never talked to her again. Yeah. Hey, like, I want to ask you about impressions. And yes. do you? 
do you do you work on them or do they just come to you all of a sudden? Sometimes they just come. Yeah. Like I was okay. Everybody used to do like Christopher Walken. I never yeah. Jay Moore and I was like, yeah. Did you bump that? Yeah. 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 Said, that that's all good. I said that quit. That yeah. crap. <laughs> that crap. Yeah. That doo-doo. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> anyway, Brian, Brian, did you hear him, Brian? He's a curse on the radio, Brian. <laughs> so, so, um, um, so I saw, I, so I was like, I don't really do Christopher Walken. So this is one I kind of worked on. So one time I said, let me just listen to Christopher. He's from New York City. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I hear his New York accent. So I was like, you know, sometimes comedians, very good, very fast. <laughs> you know, I've always wanted to tell jokes, but I never knew I'm not that good. <laughs> so I was able to get, I was just trying to, to be real. I right. didn't try to go, yeah. you Over know, I want to do jokes. Yeah, <laughs> rather than doing the I tried amplified. to be grounded, yeah. and yeah. Right. I got it. I nailed it. Sometimes it's like, it's like you're, 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 you're tuning like a, you're an instrument. So... You're sometimes certain levels you can get to something like Jason Statham. I did Jason Statham for Jason Statham on Opie and Jim. Right. Because Jim Jim Norton called me and said, Godfrey, I need you to come. Jason's going to be. Let's, let's hear Statham. I told you I'm the transporter. Right. So, and Jason was like, It's like that, right? You do me dirty to me. That's oh, pretty good. Yeah. Because yeah. I worked on yeah. that one too, but no one, it's hard to recognize. You know, unless and, you, and you got to be careful because Jason is pretty articulate. Like he's been in America long enough, so you have to be careful when you're talking like this. <laughs> no, I told you, what well, to tell you? I know that you got to be careful. Yeah, that's great. And too groggly because okay. it's up and down. Yeah, yeah. but so, don't you find that? So for the most part, even like when I do dialects, yeah. on, you do it to the. Way off the charts because that's what people. Unless you and know, dialects, all this comes natural. You probably can naturally just do it. My brother is the same. He has a good well, ear. He can just imitate. You've got it. I mean, your your ability is is, is yeah, amazing. Yeah. When I talk about when I was in Russia in 2018 in Moscow, I was like yeah. the first comedian to do an American set in in Moscow, and I remember having a Skype. With these Russian people, it wow. was the, I, it was literally like a movie. And my manager was like, "They want you in Russia. They saw you. They really want you." <laughs> and I was like, "Why do they want me in Russia, bro? <laughs> I know Russia's reputation for thousands of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Ivan the Terrible? That guy. And the fact, and the fact that his name was the Terrible. Yeah, all of their leaders were terrible. I just went. Out, how did he get the title? Yeah. He was the worst. You got to be like, extra oh, terrible. You think that is terrible. <laughs> Ivan Grosny the terrible. Okay, we have many terrible people, but uh, this guy, All right. very terrible. So I can do a Russian accent. It's very. I, I just, I just hear it and it, and I can just spew it back out. You know. I um. So I mean, but they, I mean, your your stand up is, is is more than that. And you oh no! Yeah, 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 I yeah, never. Yeah. Here's my shout out to my old manager. Yeah. who's passed on, but he told me when I first moved to New York City from you know I'm from Chicago, so. And he was telling me, he says, you're really good at voices and all that, but don't make that your main thing because it gets corny. I said, yeah. good, because I don't want that. Do, do you know Scott, what? You, go ahead. So Frank Caliendo is a friend of the show. Caliendo, and, and, and Frank has come, and he's just like as good as it gets. He's John Madden. And he's Ooh. he's come in, though, and he's, 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 he says sometimes, like, he's, he's wanted to morph it a bit more into, into material, but people... Love that stuff. Hey, but he started out like that. That's yeah. what trapped him. Yeah. Me, I kept it to myself. Yeah. And I wanted to work on my comp. I, I, so my yeah. 
material's strong. So sometimes I just go, oh, let's make let's just be fun and do some voices. Like my Trump, yeah, man, it's so perfect. Right. Because I'll go into Trump territory. I do the South. I do Deep South. Right. I'm talking day, day, day. <laughs> You know, murder mouths don't move. The only time their mouths move is when they're chewing. Anyway. Just like I said. <laughs> but I'll, I'll watch all your comedy. I'll take it. I've never noticed the no mouth. I know exactly what you're talking about. They are. They don't move. They so they so laid back. It's like, welcome. Just have you here. What? You've got to see the video. There are no there are no deep southern ventriloquists. I don't get it. You got Jeff Dunham up there. I said he. I said he. I was in my southern. I just got shot. <laughs> so, but you're when, right. When no. you go in the Trump territory, <sighs> like, because everybody was just clashing with Biden, Trump. What I do is the doing the imitation of them kind of quells everybody. I don't make. I just go. Trump's a you're funny just, guy. You're doing an impression, and I just and people just love it because I'm not going. I hate. I just do Trump. Because I just talk about how funny he is. He go, he gets personal with you. If you if he doesn't know a stat, he just gets personal with you. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd be like, well, Trump, last year, you know, the oil prices went down. 50 seconds, like, you're a pretty nasty guy. You know that? <laughs> you're a pretty nasty guy. You you should leave the room. Are, are you working People on the Wrong with a quarter heater, right? Crandall. Wrong, remember that? Wrong with a quarter heater, right? Crandall. Hey, kitty, 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 kitty. Yeah, it was from Tom and Jerry. Ah, it was from Tom and Jerry. Oh, roll, 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 roll. Crandall, Crandall. I just need one more guitar. Green, where are you? You don't want a guitar, Green. You know, sometimes it just gets a little looser. I'm going to call it a heater, Dad. Oh, my God. That, that's a callback. That is obscure uh, as hell. That is great. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, we, we want to try something out with you, if you don't What's mind, God. Up? So there's... Yes. There's uh, some new food coming to Lincoln Financial Field this season, all right? So at the Eagles Uh-oh. game. Yeah. And they're going to debut it on Monday. I was kidding. So are, are you a vegetarian or anything? No. Like okay. <laughs> you just made him mad. No, let me tell you something. So, uh, I'll eat vegetarian food. See, okay. meat eaters, we just want it to taste good. That's okay. it. That's yeah, all yeah, we yeah. have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree. Like, I'm a vegetarian when I eat a burger, right? I, I, I bite into the lettuce, tomato for two seconds, then I'm back to the meat. You get me? So I'm kind of this So there's uh, executive chef. His name is James Hennessy, and he okay. created Hennessy, really? uh, a yeah. snack hack, which is going to be available, and it's called Philly John's. Now, are you familiar with the term John in Philadelphia? I heard about it. But okay. John means because I know some people say I love this John right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah it can noun, be the anything. replacement for almost any noun. You yeah. can throw in the word John. That for John. That John. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So yeah. he's created this thing that's going to be for sale at the game. It's called Philly Johns. Okay. And it's a here's here's the description of it: Duncan Macchiato cereal crusted beef brisket and Monterey Jack cheese croquettes. <laughs> Served with Rita's Wild Black Cherry Ice Barbecue Sauce. You guys find ways to get fatter and fatter every time. (laughs) Along with a Philly cheesesteak, it's amazing. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. So if we want to try these okay. things, wow, this feel free. Crazy. I'll, I'll hold off. I'll let you guys go ahead. Uh-huh. I'll continue to talk. I wanted to hate this. While you, uh, but I can't. I not don't. Bad. No, mm. I like it. What do you think? It's not bad. <laughs> it's, not bad. It's, it's not bad. It's not bad. I honestly thought it'd be horrible, but it's I'm pretty it. good. Yeah, it's a strange sounding concoction yeah. for sure. Kathy, yeah. are you going to try it? No. Okay. <laughs> it's not too bad. It's very it. greasy. Mm. It's it's very greasy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm. that's pretty good. Yeah, I it's like not- it. It's kind of good. <laughs> it is. Sauce is tight. Ooh. When you hear it laid out there, you're like, none of that is going to work together. John is good. <laughs> you, you, you're not going That's to. good John right here. You're not going to put this in I like this John. This is good John right here. This one is good, boy. Everybody's quiet. All right. We're on the radio. Everybody's All quiet. Right. Here's a testament. I'm, I'm going in for a bite of the second. Yeah, I'm surprised. I, I, I actually, I like that. It sounded kind of weird. I'm pretty much finishing this. Um, yeah. You can find Damn, this. That was good. You can find it in section 138 of the link. So they're going to be debuted on Monday, uh, Marissa. Eat okay. the sauce, though. Yeah, the sauce is essential, I think. sauce is yeah. very essential. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, that's from Rita's Water Ice, wild black cherry ice barbecue sauce. But that's the thing with oh. vegetarian stuff. You got to have so much stuff stacked into it so uh-huh. you don't feel the grossness. Years ago, it used to be impossible. I, I Listen, the concept yeah. was always great for me, but it always tasted like crap. And and now yeah. there's so many. They're getting better. They're getting so yeah, there's good. A, there's a place, that's Wilson Secret Sauce. They're really oh, good friends with ours. Amazing. And, and yeah. the guy makes this Thank vegan cheesesteak, and it's How Steve and I prefer it. It's, it's better than what? a regular... What? Yeah. That's how good Alessandro's? Y- yeah. Well, <laughs> I, well, I mean, you know, the Alessandro's is like, I it, I feel sorry for the that one across the street. <laughs> Who's the... Because we went to this Alessandro's, right? And I go, yo, there's cheesesteak crust. There's no one's over there. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, yo, I'm like, no. Well, you must stink if you're nothing's over there, buddy. The lion's over here. Here's the party. I'm giving this a thumbs up. Yeah. That's pretty good. Right. It's greasy, though. Yeah. It's really greasy. Yeah. It's healthy. Well, yeah. You're at a, no, you're at this an is not healthy. You know, first of all, first of all, I see chunky vegetarians walking around all the time. I go, what's up? Why are you chunky? Yeah. Why are you chunky vegetarian vegan? Why are you chunky? That's a good thing. They go, French fries are vegetarians. Look at that. Trans fatty acids, huh? Okay, sure. You got cookie sandwiches on the side of your bucket, don't you, huh? Hey, trying to quell your little uh, hunger with the sugar, aren't you, huh? It's true. How are you going to be a vegetarian with diabetes? What's wrong with you? Come on now. That's counterproductive. You might eat meat. I can't feel my foot, but it's french fries. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, my, my vision. <laughs> Let me get one of my cookies. I ain't eating meat, though. <laughs> Beat it. I'm tired of them. I'm oh tired. And vegans, they, they, no. they're, they're not listening. They're too weak to <laughs> No, I listen. I'm too weak to Marissa's a vegetarian. Well, pescatarian. 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 Yeah, she, she eats fish. She's smart. Yeah. yeah. She That's... eats fish meat. I, I Listen, I don't mind vegans. I don't mind vegetarians. But when I saw I saw footage of these vegans putting flowers, they, were, they went to the meat department of a grocery store, and they started putting roses on top of the, the steaks, you know? They're like, like in memorial. I was like, come on. You know why? Because they're not. They're, they're, they're lacking in protein. That's why they're making these decisions. <laughs> if they ate meat, they'd stay home and not do that. But that's what they, there's another video on Instagram. Where there's a, the lady's so corny, she's like, oh, yeah, and there's a guy eating a, a, a shish kebab, <laughs> yeah. and he's going, 
And she goes, really? You like eating meat and killing cows? She's so weak because she's vegetarian. So it's her protest is not that strong. She's like, you like eating meat? He's like, mm. This dude's it's the funniest. He's just eating his little bark. He's like, mm. he's like this saber. Is that what you like eating meat and killing animals? And you know what they say? They say, this is what these vegetarians tell you. <laughs> wow. They go, you shouldn't be eating meat. It's not natural. Because what you're doing is you're eating the stressed, you know, because the, they stress right. out the right. animals. So you're eating the stress. It's You're eating their stress. I'm, I'm not sure if anybody's eating a burger and like... Yeah, this cow's been abused. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, this is it right here. Yes. Yes. I like yes. The video. This guy's awesome. I love this dude. Look at him. There she is. Yeah. Yeah, you eat this. See how weak she looks? Look at those weak arms. Look at those vegan arms. Ugh. No muscle definition. This reminds me of that. Chewing away. Dude, this guy's awesome. I love uh. <laughs> I love Freedom. Of eat. Uh, Freedom of eat. Freedom of eat. He gets it. You're eating. She's like, she wanted some of that. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, Casey had, how long were you? I was a vegetarian for a couple of years. And then what, 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 what did you win? A what? hot dog, right? Oh, a hot dog. What happened? I, was, uh, I just wanted a, I wanted a hot dog. I, I, listen, I was uh, hungover playing golf. I hadn't eaten anything. I got to the turn. Right. The only thing available was a hot dog, and I was like, okay, I guess I'm not a vegetarian anymore. <laughs> it was so good. Wasn't it, it was so good. <laughs> I didn't miss steak. I didn't, I missed hot dogs. I missed right. hamburgers. I missed like the, the, yeah. the gnarliest of meats. And you here's know? the thing, too. Whenever you ask somebody, especially when they've transitioned, ugh, and they go, <laughs> I go, yo, I've been a vegetarian for like, because the guy I'm working with at Punchline, and guy Mike, six five, big guy from Tennessee. He's like vegetarian. I crown, I clown him. I go, I go. How do you feel? Every time I ask him how do you feel, I go, man, I'm just I'm much lighter now. I'm not as slow. I go, yeah, because you got to search for food, buddy. Still, You got to be looking up. You have a carrot sandwich? Uh, well, no, it's carrot with shiitake. Uh, what? Shiitake burger? Have you seen this? Disgusting. Have you had? Have you had a, a Beyond fun guy burger? burger. <laughs> huh? Have you had Impossible or, or Impossible Burger or the Beyond Burger? I, I eat possible meat. Not impossible. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you, oh, you, oh, they go. But look at all the the drugs they put into regular meat. What do you think they're putting in Impossible? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> To make it taste like meat, there's more chemicals. I didn't mean to be Steve Harvey on you, but yeah, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Cleveland. I don't play that. <laughs> Impossible meat. I like possible meat. Yeah. Oh, God. That's great. What's well, wrong with people, man? I'm sure they have both vegetarian and I like it all, but veg mm. here's the reason why I'm I'm smashing on them, because they're always judging us. Yeah. They always go, oh, you eat meat? I'm like, yeah, that's why we have teeth. <laughs> Flesh. <laughs> I mean, okay, look, when the lion in, a, in, in, the, in the jungle is eating like a wildebeest, tearing it up, the, the giraffe isn't like, why are you eating meat? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> Was that your giraffe impression yeah. just in with your mouth? <laughs> that's how they eat? <laughs> <laughs> they do this circular. Uh, God. I've been to South Africa, and you uh, feed the giraffe. It's like, uh, yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. I, that's how vegetarians eat. 
Look at look look. Go ahead, giraffe. Oh yeah. Yes, son. We have video of a giraffe eating. <laughs> Put a burger on that tree as we speak. Oh my god, Godfrey <laughs> does every day. All right, well, listen, man, we got to wrap. Look at you. I'm sorry, we got to wrap up. Punchline is where you will catch our man yes. Godfrey. Yes. Uh, only gets in town every now and then, so please go see yes. him. Yes. You will, I, I guarantee you will have a great this time. This is one of the best radio show, man. <laughs> oh, Thanks, man. I love this place. It's there so you. great. That's where I go, oh, yeah, I know where I'm going. <laughs> and then I get to watch Bob Dylan slash <laughs> Jackson <laughs> Brown did, did slash. Did you like that? I saw, yeah, because yeah, yeah. when he was talking, I was like, oh, it's very Dylan-like yeah, and yeah. Garfunkel and all yeah. that. Yeah. I'm a 60s. I love this. Nice. I love the 60s. Well, come and see Godfrey uh, tonight and tomorrow. Their show yes. is 730 and 945. PunchlinePhilly.com. Yes. Follow him on uh, on uh, on the gram. Instagram, he to... Comedian yep. Godfrey, and my podcast, <laughs> and Godfrey We Trust, on the Gas Digital Network. You know, Big J Okerson State. You yes. Know, yep. The yeah. uh, yep. Legion of Skanks, which they sold out their festival next month while I'll be in Vegas. Yeah. So, yeah, nice. the Skank fest. <laughs> I know. Oh, I better go. It's amazing. There's gonna be a lot of wedgies and nipple twisting. <laughs> that white dude thing. <laughs> Punchlinephilly.com. Get your tickets. God praise me. Yo, baby. Thanks for being here. We're gonna take yeah. a break. And we'll be right here. My mouth's not even moving. <laughs> <laughs> Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Steven's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Steven's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Ah, we had to shift things around a little bit because we had uh, so many people stopping by today, which is a great problem to have. We had so many great guests on the show uh, that we had to skip the bizarre file earlier. So we are going to move it to now. All right. And then immediately after that, we're going to do lesson question, trash, and music news without taking a break. So we're going to have all that stuff in one shot. Can we do it? Let's do it. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre File. All right, it's brought to you this morning by... Red Robin. Choose any style Red Robin Tavern double burger with bottomless fries and drink for only $10. Dine-in only at participating locations in PA. Red Robin. Yum. All right. Video of what appeared to be sex toys and tubes of lube spread across the freeway following a truck crash has gone viral on social media. (laughs) Why wouldn't it? I know. Uh, The incident took place on I-40. Uh, on the outskirts of Oklahoma City. <clears throat> a box truck. Yeah, Casey, you're going to be there soon. Grab a dildo. A box truck and a semi-truck collided, leaving the ladder overturned with some of its contents scattered over the road. Fortunately, your dildos are in my lube. Well, your lube is in, in my, my dildo. <laughs> Fortunately, nobody was injured, but authorities were forced to close several lanes while the mess was cleared up. And video shot from a helicopter showed a number of large boxes and phallic-shaped items spread across the highway 
in the footage, the reporter says, this is a semi that overturned and lost its load here. There's a lot of stuff to clean up. The station anchor says, Jim, can you tell what he's carrying there? What's all over the road? And as the camera zooms in for a close-up shot, he says, we're zooming in. Uh, not really. I can't tell. Maybe you can tell. <laughs> Oklahoma City Department confirms that uh, the toys had been spilled on the highway but the by the crash. Though they didn't give any further Jim, details. Jim, there's a semi over there and one in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you in the studio. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I'm not going to be anywhere near there. I'm, that's coming from the Aww. south. Damn it. Damn right. it. A group of high school boys and their dads were treated to a scene straight out of Jaws when a Mako shark jumped from the ocean into their charter fishing boat, according to stunning video of the incident. Hi. It was a Facebook post made by Sea Ventures Charters, the owner of the fishing boat called the Lady Anne. Uh, the families and crew were on the shark fishing expedition off of the main coast when the incident began with the Mako shark uh, chomping on the bait. As it leapt out of the water to escape the fishing line, it landed on the deck of the 38-foot boat. J- Mako sharks are notorious for their in- ability to jump. That is correct. Mako sharks can grow up to 13 feet long, weigh up to 1,200 pounds. It is a fast-swimming, migratory species. It swims up to 30 miles a day, and they're surprisingly acrobatic. It's not unheard of for one to somersault onto a fishing vessel. Luckily, the Lady Anne Mako was tagged and released back into the ocean. Oh. Captain Dave Sinclair said Thank the, inc- you very much. the incident happened so uh, so fast, and he said, we've had a lot of sharks over the years, but Makos are special. They tend to act wild and crazy, and it was pretty wild and a stunning uh, video to watch. It was crazy. I had a full bowel movement of my pants. On <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miami Beach, there's another fishing story. A fight over fishing led to shots being fired wow. at a marina. Uh, the victims of the shooting weren't physically injured, but they say that they are now emotionally scarred. One of the victims, who asked not to be identified, said that he was walking on the grass. He ordered two of, uh, he said he ordered two of my friends on the boat, huh. and he just started firing off rounds. This is insane. It's a crazy world we live in. Evidence of a bullet after bullet. The scene tells the story. It all started because one of the victims told someone that there was no fishing allowed there. And he said the next thing he knew, he was under fire. said, obviously, I'm shaken up. I was almost murdered the other night. Authorities are investigating the incident. Royal Canadian Mounted Police have released a profile and a thermal image of the person suspected of cutting the cable of the sea-to-sky gondola twice in the past three years. The individual is believed to be extremely fit, known the area around the gondola well and have extensive knowledge of the tools needed to cause damage to the cable while allowing them to get away safely. I mean, these are like these gondolas. Like like the zoo balloon, right? uh, Well, I mean, it's almost like a a tram that carries people from one place to another. Okay, and now I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, like, if you uh, if you go to large ski resorts, right? It's the same sort of thing. I was you'll thinking, be in a gondola. Holy Jesus! Yeah, that, that's a huge thick cable. Uh, so the gondola, the gondola's cable was deliberately severed on separate occasions in 2019 and 2020. Uh, Sergeant Chris uh, Manso says the investigators believe that it could have been the same person who severed the cable both times, sending the gondola's cabins crashing to the ground. Uh, uh, but different people may also be involved. That's, um, I mean, yes. Yeah, people that, can die from this. Yes, that's an elaborate 
thing. There's a lot of work to do that. Uh, security video from the second instance. Uh, the cable was cut in September 2020. Shows how a security guard narrowly avoided being killed by the falling cable cars. Uh, the operators of the Sea to Sky gondola have doubled the reward to a half million dollars for anyone with information leading to the arrest and conviction of the cable-cutting vandal. You think there'd be more surveillance around there? The privately owned tourist attraction had resumed operating just months earlier after being targeted the same way in August of 2019. No arrests have been made for the crime. They've interviewed more than 70 people and eliminated them as suspects over the last three years. Police say they're looking into charges of mischief and mischief endangering of life because the security guard who was nearly struck by the falling gondola cars. Wow. And we will have to wrap it up there since we are running so late today. All right, uh, today's lesson question. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to uh, get on board the Spirit of Philadelphia. Uh, The question that we're going to go with is which Yankee... Great would sometimes wear a strap on as a prank. <laughs> two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Okay, which Yankee great would sometimes wear a strap on as a prank? Two one five two six three WMMR. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Apple TV Plus. The greatest beer run ever is in theaters and streaming on Apple TV Plus, September 30th. Apple.com slash the greatest beer run ever. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, King Charles's staff at Clarence House is reportedly at risk of being let go as he moves to Buckingham Palace. According to tradition, after the transition of power, the staff of Clarence House would normally all be placed into a large burlap sack and then thrown into the river. Oh, wow. oh my God. An unknown buyer just plunked down over $10 million for one of Michael Jordan's jerseys, selling for decidedly less one of Tiger Woods's used Perkins waitresses. <laughs> and finally, Cardi B agreeing to plead guilty to third-degree assault and reckless endangerment in exchange for 15 days of community service. Cardi had initially wanted to defend herself but could never quite pronounce litigant. Hmm. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trip. All right, we need to find a winner. We're looking for someone who knows the answer to this question, which Yankee great would sometimes wear a strap-on as a prank. 215-263-WMMR. All right, we'll go to Greg, see if we can get an answer. Hey, Greg, good morning. <laughs> ah. All right, Greg, which Yankee great would sometimes wear a stra- strap on as a prank? Oh, hell, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, first off, I'd like to say that Kathy looks very beautiful today. Oh, so does. kind. She she cut out, but she's uh, she, I think she's driving oh, to your house. How about Yogi Berra? Yeah. yeah. Yogi Berra, hang on a second, Greg. We are going to give you a pair of tickets to dine, dance, take in the amazing views aboard Spirit of Philadelphia, departing from Penn's Landing, a dinner cruise on the Delaware River, lets you relax and enjoy the beauty of Philly's historic waterfront. And you can book today at citycruises.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Yes! Brought to you this morning by Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions. You can protect your home from water damage, cracks, and your foundation and mold with Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions. Press in the Steve listeners. You get 15% off when you mention our show. Go to drytechcorp.com. Weezer is set to release their next uh, season's EP called Autumn. Uh, it's one of a four part series that corresponds to the different seasons. 
but also stands for the different eras in the band's history. Uh, according to the front man, uh, Rivers Cuomo, uh, the music legend, uh, sorry, the music included is dance rock. Uh, about the other installments, he said, spring was easy breezy side of Weezer. Nobody's really going to object to that. Summer was more like 90s alt rock. And he says that's not the kind of music that the band has traditionally been able to get away with, so it makes for a tricky situation. Autumn is coming out on September 22nd. Smashing Pumpkins frontman Billy Corgan and his longtime girlfriend Chloe Mendel are engaged. Mm-hmm. I love you. Uh, Mendel revealed the news on social media saying, Tis true, I turned 30 yesterday. It was a day full of emotions. We lost a pet, ate great food, Augustus lost a tooth. And we enjoyed great company. The day finished with a wedding proposal. And, of course, I said yes. Uh, She had a video of her and Corgan with their two kids as she prepared to blow out the candles on her birthday cake. Set for release on October 28th is The Essential Foo Fighters. The double-disc comp is part of Sony's catalog series of career-spanning collections featuring both greatest hits and deep album cuts. And the set, which marks the band's first official release since the death of Taylor Hawkins, Features a 21-song track list, including such favorites as Monkey Wrench, My Hero, Big Me, Learn to Fly. And it is bookended by the original studio version of Everlong, with Dave Grohl's classic acoustic performance of the song, Closing a Set. Does that band live on? Yes. I thought so, too. I think so. You think they're going to get, like, a new permanent drummer, or you think they'll just do, like, touring drummers? I'm wondering, I think they'll do, I'm wondering if Dave might start playing the drums again. Oh, really? In, in the in the studio, uh, and okay. then they get a touring drummer. Okay, I th- it's just a guess. They have um, a lot of friends who are. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. who was the last guy sure. that they he had been a touring musician with them for the longest time, and then they were like, "No, now you're a full fledged member." I might have been guy the guy on keys, because um, Pat was in and then out, uh, and then uh, and he's in again. Marissa, Marissa, it was Dick Hurts. Rami. What's his name? Rami. Rami. Yeah, he uh, plays the keys. Yeah. Okay. All right, thank and you. So Tommy. he was a touring musician for a while, yes. and then they were like, "No, they knighted him." Yep, and gave him the full time gig. I hereby make a permanent drummer. All right, <laughs> uh, but I mean, that's just my guess. I mean, I, listen, uh, and and Marissa, when when Taylor died, Marissa asked me that question, and I said, "Here's the deal." And uh, Taylor Hawkins was a fantastic drummer, without question. Now, was he an irreplaceable drummer? No. Um, he didn't, he, and, and I'm not besmirching his talents at all, but he was not a Peart, a Bonham, uh, a Stuart Copeland. These people that, that have a signature without question, you can hear it in the way they play that that is him. Phil Collins is that way. What about some people that have that? And, and I don't think Taylor had that on his own. Great drummer added exactly what the music needed. And then some, mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that they can find another drummer uh, that uh, that can fill the shoes. Is his son ready? Uh, no, 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 no. Too young. I don't think so. How old is he? He's 16. Uh, 16. Yeah. Marissa? I think they get con- like a pseudo big name drummer and do like little uh, mini, like parts of tours. So they'll say this drummer is coming with us for these six dates, and then we're doing another drummer for this six dates. And so yeah, and so I'm, I'm just curious about like, studio, about uh, oh, yeah. about think, recording, writing, and recording the music. I think it right. might be Dave because Dave did the whole first album by himself, yep. the entire album. Yep, and and he he only felt comfortable. Taylor played kind of like Dave, yeah, and Dave felt comfortable handing him 
uh, the reins to the uh, the drum kit. That's very interesting you say that because I was wondering that recently. Like, because they switch on and off so much that they have to play the drums the exact same a, way, right? A little bit, a little okay. bit. Yeah, they they're they're similar in their style. So. But anyhow, it remains to be seen. We'll, yes. we'll find out in a little while. And then one last thing. The wait is over after several years of delays amid squabbling between former bandmates Roger Waters and David Gilmore uh, over the album's liner notes. The 2018 remix of Pink Floyd's Animals is finally here. <laughs> Congratulations. And the crowd goes wild. Uh, the beloved five-track 1977 set which was sandwiched between 75's Wish You Were Here and 79's double album Opus The Wall, has received its first ever 5.1 stereo sound release and is available on vinyl, CD, Blu-ray, and SACD. It's a great album. Uh, it, it, it's, it gets sort of forgotten because of where it sits in the whole thing, but it is a great album. It was their 10th studio album, was released in 1977, and has sold over 4 million copies in the U.S. to date. Uh, Animals hit number three on the Billboard Excuse me, 200 spent five weeks in the top 10 in England. The album peaked at number two. Uh, the track listing for Animals is Pigs on the Wing, Part 1, Dogs, Pigs, three different ones, Sheep, and Pigs on the Wing, Part 2. And that's it. Those are all the songs. Six on rabbits, there. a hamster, and a drum. Yeah, two, six <laughs> hamsters. <laughs> yeah, so all that good stuff. But that is uh, that has now been settled uh, and is in... That- that's also one of, I would say, one of the iconic album covers of all time. Would you agree with that? Um, yeah, it definitely ranks up there for <clears> sure. <throat> all right, and there you go. That's what I have in music news for you. Casey's handing me something. I'm giving it to you. Uh, a case of Trogues Lucky Holler Hazy IPA. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll take caller number 18. It'll make you do that. It's a hoppy, hazy harvest ale delivered... Uh, Delivering bright waves of pineapple, yes, juicy citrus, and ripe passion fruit. This is just me riffing on this. <laughs> um, <laughs> Off the top of my head. Yeah. It's so good, you'll want to holler. Which one do you want? I, I like the... <laughs> holler. I guess just the huh is my favorite. I can do... Or were you going to do uh, you who? I can give you... Holler! Ah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah! Pick up a six-pack today yeah. at your local Acme Market. And by the way, we start the YooHoo yes. Money uh, Contest on Monday. Same day as Casey hits the road. Hey, hey. Casey's big adventure, him and Jackie Bam Bam, so a lot to come. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll give away our Word of the Week prize when we return. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Friday, coming to a close for us, weekend, the door opens. Today seemed like nine shows. Dude, it was absolutely packed today and a lot of fun. That's uh, the most important thing about it is we just had a really, really good time. And uh, hopefully uh, a good time was had by all. 
And I would like to go ahead and roll through a series of people and thank them for being a part of today's program. We'll start with our first guest this morning, Mr. Craig Robin. Yeah, hey. Craig's great. Helium Comedy Club this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Tonight, tomorrow, sold out. Uh, but there are tickets remaining for Sunday, two shows then, 7 and 9.30. You can go to Helium Comedy. Com. And then we had Billy Eichner and Luke McFarlane yeah. promoting the film Bros. It's a gay rom-com, and it's great. Steve has seen it. You loved it. It's an R-rated rom-com. R-rated. It's, got, it's dirty. It's funny. It's... Uh... It's got a lot of heart. And it's uh, wide theater release, and it'll be out uh, September 30th. So it was cool to have those guys. And then fantastic live music from Don McCloskey. Uh, The album, the record, uh, the release, whatever you want to call it, is called The Chaos and the Beauty. Uh, It is available now. They are playing the Always Sunny podcast shows Sunday night and Monday night. And then returning to Ardmore Music Hall on October 14th for the official release party for the album and they were so great it was seven people nice big full happy fun really cool sound and we were so glad to have them by here today and last but not least our friend godfrey yeah! and godfrey will be at uh, punchline tonight and tomorrow and you talk about energy man you'll be tired <laughs> Yeah. When you get done seeing Godfrey. And I would also like to thank uh, the gang at uh, The Link and Executive Chef James Hennessy uh, for bringing by his uh, snack hack called Philly John's. And you'll be able to get those starting on Monday at the Birds game. There's two full trays out there. Did you see that? Uh, I did. Yeah. And it is a, it's a bizarre, like, Frankenstein creation of Philadelphia food. So it's uh, Dunkin' Macchiato cereal, crusted beef brisket, and Monterey Jack cheese croquette served with Rita's wild black cherry ice barbecue sauce. It shouldn't work, but it does. It's and good. you can get that in section 138 at the link. So, uh... Thank you guys uh, for bringing that by. It was cool. And thank you to Acme uh, for supplying some food for all of our guests this morning. Lifesaver. In the Acme Lounge. And uh, it's uh, wonderful to have that relationship with those guys. Pierre is sitting right over there. Hi, man. Good day. How is are this you? the most guests you've had on <laughs> since pandemic? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, since Definitely. pandemic. Prior to that, we've had, we've had other days <laughs> that would... Uh, this, Beat this. This was a locomotive. Today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was fun. We had a really yeah. good time. Everybody was in a great vibe. It was interesting. Godfrey. It's not Godfreed. It's Godfrey, Godfrey right? Godfrey, right. Um, he, he, he didn't want to leave. He yeah. wanted to stay. You could tell he wanted to stay. And I, you, Preston has this wonderful way of directing the show. Um, <laughs> He's trying. Well, he, he was trying. And, and then he kept, you know, he would find another little insert that he could pop in on. <laughs> and I was very, it was, it was I, that in itself was humorous to me. Well, um, I had, I had an, an avenue that I tried to take and, and it didn't happen. Did you, did you catch it? It was the, uh, you can have vegetarian yes, food or non-vegetarian yeah. food. Yes. Yeah. I, I said, well, I'm sure they're going to be serving vegetarian <laughs> and non-vegetarian food and uh, at uh, Punchline tonight, but he kept going. I was like, all right, all right. But he's got to find another segue. His energy, Godfrey's energy, is so oh, great man, and like yeah. positive, and, and like he's one of those guys you don't mind having having him stick around for a bit. Yeah, no, it was, it was very entertaining. Um, but uh, I, and it was a subtle note. But for me, it was even more entertaining uh, seeing, <laughs> seeing how Preston is going to get off of the freeway here. We, uh, missed that off ramp. Let's see if there's another one. Oh, yeah. missed that one. There's one more up here we could try. We've had worse. Where we, I mean, you're 
shy of just basically grabbing them by the collar and throwing them out. You, every clue that we're wrapping up now, we're wrapping up now, we're wrapping up now. Yep. It's all showbiz hook that would right. come out on the <laughs> stage. Yeah. The hook man. Yeah. Yep. All right, so shall we do the letter? Sure. Let's begin. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. E as in Ethel. All right, and we'll take the ninth caller at 215-263-WMMR, and we will uh, see if you can... Get that prize. You need to know the word in order to do that. So give us a call right now. Caller number nine. You'll be able to do that. Um, what's happening? Today's a Friday. I'm sure you got great stuff planned. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Nick Mason tickets again, uh, playing the early Pink Floyd material at the Miriam. Uh, and we've got live. It's uh, going on sale in about an hour at Parks Casino. Uh, we also uh, will have uh, Workforce Blocks and the Moody Blues. The music just keeps going. Shine down on Sunday night. Uh, Mike Campbell from the Heartbreakers was back in Wilmington on Tuesday night, uh, Wednesday, Pearl Jam. Last night I was at Brian Ferry at the Man. It was so sublime oh. and stellar and magnificent. Uh, I spoke with him yesterday, and that interview is up at WMMR.com, by the way. Nice. If you'd like to uh, hear, I mean, he told the story of Avalon and why he dresses so nicely. Oh, it was magnificent. I would have loved to have seen the show. I just couldn't do it. No, I totally understand. Uh, it, it was, it was. they were brilliant. It was really nice to see them. Anyway, um, that, that interview is up. Then uh, continuing in the concert vein, uh, the Moody Blues uh, will be celebrated by the Philadelphia... Um, Pops, Pops Orchestra uh, with the Pops Rocks tonight and tomorrow at the Kimmel Center. So we'll do Block the Moody Blues. 311 is in Atlantic City at Ocean's Casino. Uh, that's this evening. Alice Cooper is in Atlantic City tomorrow uh, at the Tropicana. So we'll do blocks of all those bands. Wow. All right. Uh, we're going to see if we can get a winner. And we're going for caller number nine. It just so happens to be Colin. So let's check in. Colin, good morning. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Colin, what is our word of the week, please? It is drive. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that means yes. All right, Colin, you got it right. And listen to this, buddy. We got a trip for two for you aboard the Philly Sports Trips Ultimate Bus Trip to MetLife Stadium. Uh, the Birds game December 11th, and that does include transportation, tailgate with beverages, and catered Philly-style food, and tickets to sit with hundreds of other Birds fans. All right, my man? Oh, that's amazing. Thank you guys so much. You bet. Hang on, Colin. We'll get the info. We'll take care of you. Don't forget the packages are on sale now to join the party, and you can go to phillysportstrips.com today. And you can book yours. Let me take it a moment and thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, Acme, the official grocery store, the President Steve Show, also brought to you by Trinity Rehab. Locations all over and now open in King of Prussia, trinity-rehab.com. Uh, let's see. Next week on the program, uh, comedian Doogie Horner will be joining us. Ah. Ross Matthews will be here. Uh, Nigella Lawson. Oh, really? Yeah, the, the celebrity yes, chef. Yes, absolutely. Uh, she's great. Uh, comedian Hari... I don't know the Kanaburu. name. Kanaburu? Yeah. Kanaburu. All right. Uh, oh, we'll have live music from Larkin Poe. Nice. Ooh. Studio. Yeah, that's cool. Another busy week. We will also Shopping start the, what's that? <laughs> Jackie has an ID from them. It goes, next time we're in town, we're going record shopping with Jackie. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and we'll also have the YooHoo loot, which mm-hmm. we start on Monday. And, speaking of Jackie, Casey's Big Adventure. Hey! Kicks off on Monday. Drive. 
hits the road with Jackie Bam Bam and our buddy Kyle Mack, who will be documenting the whole thing. Uh, we will get that started early Monday morning, so make sure that you join us for that. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great weekend, and we will see you later, gang. Bye-bye. Santa's got to go.